little slippery from all that baby oil, so you're going to want to go ahead and just make sure you, should, you got a firm grip on her ass to keep her. <laughs> you're just going to hold her nice and tight there. Let's get to fucking. Let's take that bottle of sweet baby rays and just open it on up. <laughs> yeah. Mm. 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 Oh, you, oh, oh man, y'all, y'all gonna nice two hundred and fifty degrees in here, so I'm just gonna <laughs> slather us both up in sweet baby rays. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah, man, I wish you could all smell it in here. The smell's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> smells incredible. <laughs> now my wife likes to open the window when we're done, but I like to keep it closed just to make sure. Trap in that heat and humidity. Keep it nice and warm. Get that get that fuck stink in the room. <laughs> That's what you want. That's where your flavor is. She's going to try to get out the door. You're going to want to get in front of the door and trap that, that heat stank in here. This is so bad. Let's get to fucking. Let's get to fucking. <laughs> hey, it's me, Malcolm Reed. How to fuck your wife right. <laughs> Today I'm going to be lathering her up with, with some whipped cream, some chocolate sauce. I'm going to go ahead and, and lay a, a plastic mat down on my bed, make sure I don't get it covered. <laughs> it's going to be a real good time. She's going to love it. Let's, let's get to fucking. Let's get to fucking. So first thing you want to do is bind your wife. You can use just any regular old twine for this. Just we have these specialty <laughs> butt baby uh, bed under bed straps. <laughs> We're just going to go ahead and wrap her up real tight. So see, you see there, she can't move at all. <laughs> Then we're gonna want to get her covered up with some of the, like just a nice lube layer of chocolate sauce. <laughs> you can use whatever you like. I I, I got I like my own mustard myself. <laughs> you won't taste it very much in the final product, but you know she just binds all those just ingredients, binds it all together, all over her sweaty body. And then you want to go ahead and get some sprinkles, and you can use whatever kind of sprinkles you want. I like to go ahead and use my own <laughs> killer hogs, killer hogs wife sprinkles. <laughs> They taste real good, lapping them up, and they don't they don't throw off the pH balance in her body. That's important. That's important. That's so bad. When you got a channel on YouTube where you cover your wife in chocolate sauce and barbecue and sprinkles, it's important to not also give her a yeast infection That's while you're right. doing it. Well, yeah, you got to be yeah. careful. That's the least you can do. Thanks. The least you can do. What are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> What's this wee shit? Get <laughs> right. Ben sitting patiently waiting for us to get tired of this bit. Let's get to fucking. Let's get to fucking. <laughs> That's only funny if you've ever watched the How to Barbecue Right YouTube channel. It's kind of funny either way. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's a guy like we're gonna do, we're gonna want to make sure you keep all the windows and doors closed. You don't want to let any of that smell out of the room afterwards. You want to get like humid and hot, and, like real uncomfortable to where nobody in their right mind would want to stay in that room. What I, what I like to do is just go ahead and turn the heat up in here just to make sure you get extra sweaty. You know, like the dogs outside the room barking like hell because he knows something's wrong. <laughs> Welcome Ooh. to the Three Dude Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just start like this. Fuck it. It's a. Uh, it's Tuesday as always. We that are here because we choose to be here. Yep. And because we want to entertain ourselves and you, fine folks. Yeah. On this. Uh, on this most distressing and and 
Uh, stupid of Tuesdays. Happy, happy yes. Super Dudes Day, everybody. Super Dudes Day. Mm, yeah, buddy. So I am going to try to not look at the news until we're done with yes. this show. Probably a good idea. Yeah. I, I, um, I will make the, the concerted effort to not as well. Let's try not to do that, even though it's going to be really tempting. Um, because I feel like it could, it could be a huge downer. It could be good, but it could be a huge downer. Mm-hmm. I just and I just don't want to know. Typically, are a huge downer. Even when they're good, they're bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's Super Dudes Day. Super Dudes Day. Half the country is wearing those "I Voted" stickers. Yep. And uh-huh. uh, meanwhile, we just have uh, meat grease on our faces. Yes. Right. Literally. Like you do. Just as opposed to figuratively having meat <laughs> grease. Yeah, Dave. Yeah. Dave smoked up a rack of ribs. You want to get them on the smoker? <laughs> Just go ahead and use some some hickory lump charcoal. And yeah. the, the meat tasted doubly good because I hunted it myself. I hunted the animal himself. Is, is there anything weirder than that Zuckerberg video? <laughs> yeah, Zuckerberg did not hunt the animal himself. No, Let's he did. Nope. No way did he. Do he went that. to Sam's Club. Yeah. Or whatever rich people go Whole Foods. Yeah, <laughs> he went to his butt. Yeah, yeah. Zuckerberg is not probably go Whole Foods. Only, only Mark Zuckerberg could take something something that sounds as fun as hanging out with your buddies in the backyard, having some beers and smoking meats, yeah. and make it look like the weirdest, most awkward affair possible. Right. Yeah. It's just like it's. I think it's his big, creepy, unblinking lizard eyes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm like, whenever a dude that looks like that is sitting in front of a grill, I'm not sure necessarily if there's people inside. The fact that he has no lips, the fact that he seems to have to try to remember how to smile. He's kind of like occasionally licks his tongue. Yeah. Yeah. The Illuminati know that he's like got a bad rep with the whole Facebook thing. So they were trying to find him more, you know, (laughs) find a way to make him more relatable. (laughs) The Illuminati. Yeah. Yeah. The Illuminati. Of which he's obviously a member. I mean, am I crazy? I mean, <laughs> if, there, if there is one, they're probably trying to get him to join. Zuckerberg's is the lizard person is what I'm going for. Yes. Here. He's absolutely not human. A reptilian piece of shit. No, the, the Illuminati. Oh, 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 Lord. <laughs> the Illuminati is different from the lizard people, though. Right. The the Illuminati are trying to protect us from the lizard people. Or are and I they? hope And I hope that they win. Huh? I really do. But I think it's too late. <laughs> So anyway, (laughs) anyway, anyway, apart from the obvious reasons uh, for uh, Super Tuesday and and all that, we're fucked. Yes, we are. We Uh, sure are, buddy. Yes, we are. Both of you seem very eager to discuss this. I have a stupid one, but yes, I'm very excited to talk about it. Why are you fucked, Dave? So today I went over to the Golden Dawn to pick up energy drinks uh, in the middle of the workday. And while I was there... At the counter, the golden dawn. Yeah, you know the dawn. The golden or uh, nothing. Not the golden. The golden. golden, The food. Yeah, the golden. Not the golden. Golden dawn's a restaurant. Restaurant. Yes. What the hell is the golden? uh, Golden food bar is what the golden penis. (laughs) The golden dawn is that restaurant, which uh, is not what I was thinking. Chinese place? No, actually, it was an Italian place. It's over by Uh, YSU. Have you you never been to the dawn? No. The golden dawn is an Italian place. No, but now you. Now that you. That seems really funny to me. Sound like it one. doesn't sound no, like it, it sounds place. like a Chinese place. It really oh, does. well, welcome to the Golden Dawn. We hey. got uh, Szechuan pork. We got uh, <laughs> yeah. crispy fried egg rolls. What the fuck you want? You uh, want like uh, you want like some pasta with like some uh, buffalo, some that, something, something. Google guy, bam. What you uh, want? What you want? You want a hey. little, what? You want a little bit of fried octopus? <laughs> <laughs> we got that. <laughs> you want like uh, like a sushi parmesan or something? <laughs> 
sushi parmesan. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Mm, yummy. No, so the Golden Food Mart is what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, so I went over there to get some energy drinks, and while I was there, I noticed at the counter while I'm buying my drinks, there's this little stack of Oreos. Like, it looks like a promotional thing where the vendors will put something up front to see if people like it, you know? Okay. It's the new Oreo, the most stuff. Oh, yeah. Oreo cookies. I've seen it. Literally a, just cream. It's a four pack of Oreos. This They're so fucking tall with <laughs> cream. It's ridiculous. Listen, man. The stuff threshold has been crossed to a no. point that I don't think we can ever Here's come back. Here's the thing. And this is an unpopular opinion. Yeah. The chocolate cookie is the best part of the Oreo. I it's am super completely good. on board with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's actually the best. The part. Oreo doesn't get better the, when you add stuff. The cream is just the warm up for the chocolate cookie part. It, it, let's remember. Let's call it stuff. Yeah. It's stuff. stuff. <laughs> the stuff. <laughs> the stuff is just the, the stuff that comes before the actual cookie. I tend to think the more time you spend trying to get that fucking stuff out of the way, you're missing out on quality cookie time. Agreed. That's why I like to use mm -hmm. my teeth, because it scrapes a little bit of that cookie with the stuff. <laughs> right. As far as far as I'm concerned, you don't need you don't need all that stuff. And nah. they did the double stuff, and that blew people's minds. So then they like, you know, right. they keep adding stuff. And now it's just like quadruple stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I want the cookie. Can't they give me quad like no stuff? They can and they do. They give you the thin cookie. That's right. With mm -hmm. the thin stuff. I almost said cream again. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> the, the stuff. Thin stuff inside. The point I'm making is there's too much stuff. Agreed. Let's get rid of all this stuff. <laughs> I was actually like standing there, like like uh okay, so what happened was I'm buying my energy drinks and um, I say to the guy that owns the place who happens to be working like, God, this is a ridiculous Oreo, isn't it? And then he gets defensive. He's like, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with this cookie? Mm. <laughs> Which is not what I intended. <laughs> but then the guy who's standing at the lotto counter goes, you know, that's a problem with the young people. They, you know, they got too much sugar all the time. And I hate him. You, <laughs> you, you opened up Pandora's box. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got old guys talking about candy. Yeah. Right. The thing there to do there is go, and then just pay for whatever exactly. you bought. Yeah. So like he's talking about people, young kids, they eat too much sugar and too much fat. You know, I try not to eat too much fried food, but every now and then I'll have some. And he's just like going and going and going. So I'm like, yeah, I'm smoking ribs at home and just like try to change the subject. Like I got ribs. That's not a fried food. Can we talk about anything else? Uh, and uh, and no, we can't because he's over the age of 60 well, then and he just he's kept, going he, to keep going. He just kept kind of on his thing about, well, you know, you know, it's, uh, well, that's fine because the fat drips off. But, you know, these people, there's too much fried food and too much sugar. And I'm just, I was like, I immediately regretted trying to form a human connection with someone because the two old dudes either didn't didn't want to talk about it at all. Or wanted to talk about it in the context of all the young people are stupid and fat. And then after you left, he got a tin of skull. He probably did. <laughs> yeah, right. He probably did. And he was at the lotto counter. That's not that. That's not. I mean, I don't know. It's yeah, give a me vice. three of those thirty dollar tickets yeah, up right. there. Right. These kids and their fried food. Yeah, right. It's fucking. Dumb I'll take fucks. a pack of misty bedfalls. Why is he smoking misties? <laughs> Why isn't he what a smoking fucking misty? pussy? Uh, <laughs> like a like a pack of Virginia Slims menthols. <laughs> Please. <laughs> These kids. These kids and all the fried food. Yeah. I just yeah. keep seeing kids walking around eating onion rings. Everywhere I go, it's the onion rings. I'm going, kids, Jesus Christ. Bunny. Bunny. Bunny, my, my wise onion rings. My cholesterol. <laughs> Fred, gotta watch your amino acid intake. 
Bernie, <laughs> Bernie, I want to eat my Funyuns. <laughs> oh, Fred, you can't fucking have them. They're you against f- the law in this state. <laughs> Fred, you're going to lose your foot. <laughs> your diet is doing nothing but increasing oh. the risk of your prostate exploding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fred, you're going to die if they don't pass a soda tax. <laughs> 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 Anyway, the point is, I made a mistake and tried to talk to two old men Stop about how it. there's too much cream in a cookie, and it didn't work Just out. Just don't talk to people. I, I, find I guess that, so. I find people generally distasteful. I don't think I, I like them anymore. I don't really like people. I, I haven't liked people for a while. I just find them generally distasteful. Yeah. Generally distasteful. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so it's not worth it. It's just not worth talking to people. Well, uh, I was disappointed. Just that. talk to the people that you know, because those are the people that you use yeah. shit you could deal with every day. Sure. <laughs> those are the people you can reliably count on actually wanting to talk to about the in amount order of stuff in a cookie. Confirm your opinion. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I will say again, to the point, I agree. There's too much stuff. There is there's too, too much. much stuff. There is quadruple stuff is like a bad cookie. It's experience. Too much stuff. Yeah. I wanted to buy one. Just to be like, is it as bad as I think? But I know it's where bad. it's, it's going. Bad. If you've ever pulled apart a double stuff and stacked it on top of another double stuff, which, which you have to do, like, it's not that good. No. I, it's the worst. No, I feel, I feel like I would just get sick of uh, uh, most stuff Oreo, like, halfway through it. Yeah. I'll tell you this. Like, like even, like, a moon pie, which is a beloved treat, is, like, a little too much for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot of, it's much. just a lot of. But I mean, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not huge on sweets, really. Oh, please, Dave, stuff. I no the moon pie has cream, the Oreo has stuff. Yeah, I stand by this. And the Twinkie has filling. <laughs> right, right, it does. It's too much filling. I will say this: the way to enjoy an Oreo is to get the regular Oreo, dip it in milk for long enough that you almost lose it, mm-hmm. and then eat that. Yeah. Yep. An Oreo is meant to yep. be dunked in milk. Regular Oreo, normal stuff. See, I agree. That's it. I pull it apart, eat the eat the cream, and then dunk the t- two chocolate cookies in the Fuck, are you serious? Yeah, hmm. dude. Ooh. I'm not opposed to that idea. Yeah, no, because I, I like the cookie part, so I like I don't want the cream. In, the milk is enough stuff for me. Mm. I don't need extra stuff when I'm dunking it in the milk. But the thing is, I like the stuff, but just the regular stuff. Maybe even th- thin would be better. Maybe. That might be, that might be the solution. Thin, don't eat the stuff. Right. Well, shit, I think we've just stumbled across a paradigm-shifting cookie theorem. Yeah, I think we got it. Towards a grand unified theory of Oreo. (laughs) Well, that's it for me. All right. Thank God. Uh, (laughs) Chris, why are we fucked? Uh, We're fucked because I can't stop breaking furniture. It's not even funny anymore. It's not even funny. It's, it's not even funny. It's, it's baffling. Ju- it's baffling. Like, the thing is, it, it, it's, it's, it makes sense because I'm a large person. Sure. And uh, I plop down really hard on chairs. That's where it is. But in particular, I've broken I've broken your futon. Uh-huh. And then famously I, on the dude. Which yeah. was hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Famously on the old YouTube show. And then Very I've. Yeah, yeah. I've broken like several of your chairs. I broke another one last D and D session. Yes, just sitting down too hard. Now yes. and like everybody's trying to make me feel better. Like ah, oh, it's an older chair. It sat out in the sun for a long time. That's all true. Doesn't matter. It's you know what else is true. <laughs> it is does, I'm a, it matters. I'm a fat fuck. Right, but <laughs> I'm also a fat fuck, and I think I'm even. I'm a fatter fuck than you are. I don't know about that. I but, think so. Uh, but, At least in terms of pure weight, I think I'm fatter than you. Mm, mm, mm. Anyway, I think it's the plop. 
I, I, it's probably the plot. I the think plot. it's the way you plot. But the thing is, it's it's like it's baffling. It was funny the first couple times it happened. <laughs> it's not funny anymore. It's it was just super, it was super funny when you ripped the arm out of a plastic chair. Yeah, that one that one wasn't like <laughs> a should be plopping impossible. down thing. Yeah, that had nothing to do with your weight. No, that was me in, terror in terror, literally ripping the arm off of a plastic lawn chair. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, where in you one chunk. It, there were no joints where you ripped it. Yeah. It broke not on joints, but in the middle of the plastic piece. Yeah. Which defies <laughs> probably the, I, I imagine, the standards that that chair was built to. Apparently, I'm stronger than I think I am. Oh, I think so. I just pulled the entire arm off of the chair. Like, Ooh. it was really, I was just like, I remember I looked at you and I was like, uh, Dave? <laughs> um, well, we all started laughing immediately. Yeah. Because it was just stupefyingly funny. I don't know how I did it. Well, uh-huh. yeah, just terror and adrenaline and, mm. you know, cr- crappy YouTube uh, uh, horror series sure. was enough to do it. Yes. But, but then, the, the other times have just been me sitting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we've enumerated them already, so we don't have to do it again. But yeah. they do tend to be just like. I'm up to like six pieces of furniture just in like our friend group. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's it's an insane amount of furniture. It's not because you're fat. It's because of the way you sit down. I'm I think standing it's at least by a little well, bit. Well, it's partially because you're fat. Yeah. But also. You fucking piece you of fucking shit. You fucking fat bastard. But also. <laughs> the plot. You leverage your fat fucking ass into how you sit down. <laughs> right. I, then, I, I lean back into it. Lean right. back. Lean back. Lean back. <laughs> the thing is, the, also, the, the places where the chairs break are not necessarily along where your ass is. No, they're where your back is. It's more typically where my back is. Yeah, I think so. It's it's, if it was just your fat butt, it's my fat back. It's your fat back. We're going to get some fat back ribs on the grill. (laughs) We're going to get them covered up with some baby lube. Baby lube. (laughs) No, 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 no. Moving right along. No, 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 no. Yeah, thanks, uh, Chris. Ben, what do you got? (laughs) Baby lube. What? You know, sometimes you need to like slide your infant down a tunnel to save it from I don't know invaders. I was trying to say sex lube and baby oil at the same time, and they just came well, up. Well, you know, baby oil is essentially baby lube. Yeah, I guess so. It does slick up your baby. Uh, right? It's my deal for curling. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you slick up your baby, but I imagine for curling. For curling. For, well, sure. When they start walking, I want to like lube it up, and then like if I ever have a kid, I want to like baby oil it up and then chase it and see if I can catch it. I want. But like me and a baby pin. in the middle of like a basketball court. Yeah, dude. And it's all like ringed off and I can't quite catch the baby because I'm slippy and he's slippy too. Slippy, get back here. Yeah. I'm just trying to chase the baby. <laughs> and meanwhile, a whole bunch of people are just, you know, scooting him along so I can't right. catch him. And you can sell tickets to this event. Right. For like $10. Yeah. Right. Cavelli would do it. Sure. Cavelli's <laughs> first invitational baby scoot. <laughs> Brought to you by Johnson and Johnson Baby Lube, <laughs> mm. and by WKBN Twenty Seven First News because they need content. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. um, I'm bad. I'm bad at sitting, and I keep breaking things. Bad at sitting. Bad at sitting. You know, it's just. I think it's just. It's like anything else. You know, you, you sit down. You expect a chair to just be a chair. Yeah. You don't expect a chair to fall apart. No. But maybe if I took better care of myself and or stopped sitting down like the Hiroshima bomb, <laughs> I, I'd be fine. Yeah, yeah if only I would only need to essentially pile drive your body into right. every chair. I wouldn't have a bunch of irradiated little chairs running around going, oh, no, because I don't know, because of the Hiroshima, Hiroshima bomb. bomb. Right. 
That if is only my ass. And fat that. man is you. <coughs> fat man is me. I am you're, fat man. You're the, you're the bum. No, I'm not little boy. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> I don't think this joke works. No, it doesn't. It sure doesn't, buddy. Anyway, Ben. Yes. Why, hey, Ben, you want to you try to rest fuck? sanity out of this episode, please? Sure. Um, we're fucked because... Well, first of all, we're fucked because... Uh, you know, climate change and all. Uh, yeah, we know about that. We're pretty much we're coming out of winter now, and it's only been it's like been. in the past couple weeks that it's actually fucking snowed like really at all. And that's over for a while too. And that's over for a while. The minute we hit March, it's all rain and yeah, and but gloomy, gloomy. But uh, there was enough snowy weather uh, in the intervening time since the last time we did this dude cast for me to complain about <laughs> the fact that people. Go ten miles under the speed limit when the roads every, are perfectly fine. Yeah, every fucking year. Read the road. The second an inch of snow hits the ground, people people start losing their fucking minds and and driving like they're about to hit an IED every <laughs> like year. Yeah, I know. Consistently, it's <laughs> the irony is, as you know, that when people do this, that is what often causes a fucking accident. Uh huh. Is someone comes out of somewhere and they're driving and they don't expect the person going 10 or 15 or even 20 miles under the speed limit and then they get a jam on the brakes and then the person behind them has to jam on the brakes and all of a sudden there's a fucking pile up yeah. of 10 cars on 680 this right. is how it works yeah people don't it's like you said read the road people don't fucking know how to do it you guys right. do what I do when it's snowy and you're not sure you go out you, you head up some straight stretch of road and you jam on your brakes I and you see if you slide what what it looks like. I mean, I certainly test my brakes. Yeah, yeah um, right. I mean, not necessarily like slam on them, but like you know, you right. you hit the brakes hard and see if you slide, and you get an idea what the roads are like. Yeah, and you do that like every road you hit just to have an idea of like what it's like. Yeah, I don't even test them. I just I just blindfold myself and <laughs> kind of pray, you know. Yeah, just go right. for it. I just get in there. Just go for it. Yeah. I, I put a brick on the accelerator. I uh, blindfold myself. I light a cigarette and see what happens. Yep. The, and of course, you know, the trick is not to not to reduce your speed. The trick is to brake earlier yes. than you normally would. Right. If right. you suspect the roads are bad. Right. Um, but, you know, people with Ohio plates who ostensibly should know about how to drive in this kind of weather fucking don't. And it yeah. happens every goddamn year. I'm every sick of it. Every time. Well, the good news for you is I don't think we're getting a whole lot more snow. I really don't. I think we might be done. I could be wrong. I say this every year, and I'm usually wrong, but I think this is it. The pl- it's it's well, you know, it's a good thing the planet's dying because then we don't. It's have to, awesome. We don't have to deal with winter for right. <laughs> the planet's not dying. The planet's gonna be fine. No, yeah, yeah. We're, we're in trouble. <laughs> right? No, yeah. The planet is baking us off of it mm. as retribution for our filthy sins. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Which is fine. Planet will be fine. Yeah. Um, but anyway, just that was, you know, just a quick one. Yeah. Um, other than that, lately, I've been feeling pretty good and not, you know, not very fucked at all. Well, that's well, good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why. Quit oh. fucking bragging. <laughs> you know, it's good. I feel like in general, you know, we kind of have our highs and lows as a as a gang. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure where we are right now, but at least we're not like in the deep shit depression town yeah. <laughs> just taking that one-way ticket 
one-way street over to Depressionville via the... If you love watching me microwave a hot dog and I don't have any buns, you're going to love watching me file for unemployment. Welcome to Chris Brady's life. If you live watching me sleep until noon, you're going to love when my wife physically fights me over the dishes. <laughs> Welcome to Divorce Within a Yearville. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, but, anyway. that's, but those things aren't happening. No, I hope not. Yeah. No. Not that you know of. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, pretty brief opening segment. Yeah. Uh, but coming up after the break, we're we are going to have a brand new edition of Buyer Beware. Yeah. Ooh, that yeah. I that I hope uh, I hope I, I have done all right with. I'm excited about this game. This and, is a uh, good idea. It's a good game. <laughs> yeah. It's a good game. It's a good game. Uh, and uh, we'll be we'll be back with that and the presentation of our topic, yes. which is gonna get a little weird. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Is it gonna be weird? We like weird. I do like yeah. weird. How weird are you thinking? Give me like a zero to ten. How weird is this? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this could potentially get up to like seven or eight. Oh, okay. I, um, this is awesome. Good. We're in. Yes, I, I think there's potential for this topic. I don't know how we're where it's gonna go, but it has it has potential. I think. Okay. Also, side note: this is like the first time. Maybe how many people did? How many episodes did we do in the first season before we had a guest? Yeah, you're right. It's been a long time since we had a guest. It's been a long time. Now I'm doing the show. But wait, where the fuck <laughs> where the are g- our guests? guests? No guests. Actually, if like we, if we asked someone, if we asked our friends, we would have a guest. Yes. But we just haven't done it yet because no. we're lazy. You know what? It's also fun to just do a, uh, like, the show, just us. Uh, so. Les hommes toi. Les hommes toi. Bonsoir. Oh, bonsoir. Oh, les hommes toi. Ah, je compte de party. Les garçons toi. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the three boys. <laughs> the three boys. I don't even know what the what's the equivalent in French. I have no of idea. The three bo- it's the not three the three boys. The three boys. Les garçons Bonjour. Je m'appelle Philippe. Christian et Jacques. Je suis le joufi. Nous sommes les garçons toi. Uh, <laughs> <The> et, three, <laughs> the Bjork doing. Et nous sommes fucked. <laughs> <laughs> the Bjork <laughs> introducing. I, the- I was just kidding. <laughs> it was me, Bjork. Uh, I don't know who these three boys are. Uh, Maitre D, Jacques Cousteau, uh, Jean. Mary Le Pen. <laughs> so, we'll be back. <laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry. Um, After uh, this brief interlude of right. content, yeah, we don't. I mean, it's just the. It's just. It's nothing. It's just us. We'll be right back after nothing <laughs> in just a few minutes. Stay right. tuned. Welcome to the Three Dude Podcast. Hey, yeah. Ah. Uh, you can find us at threedudecast.com. If you're wondering whether that's spelled with the numeral three or the word three, the answer is yes. We're so proud of ourselves. We're so clever. We're such clever boys. Wow. <laughs> we switched hosting to Podbean. You can still find us on iTunes and Google Play. Mm-hmm. So give us a like. 
Yeah, give us a like. Give us a listen. Give us a review somewhere. Give, give us a sandwich. Give us a high five. Give us sponsorship. Please give us a hug. Give us that money. Take you down. <laughs> I'm going to take you down. Shoot to thrill. Shoot to thrill. Shoot to thrill. Shoot to thrill. <laughs> I don't even know which one this one is. Shoot the thrill. Shoot the thrill. Shoot. Gonna shoot the thrill. Yeah. (laughs) I knew that riff sounded familiar. I do not know what that is. It's ACDC. Acting. All right. Welcome back. ACDC or their Israeli cover band. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the Three Dudes Show. We're here. We're here. We're doing our thing. Yeah. We're, we're queer. Get it's, used to it. We're here. We're all gay now. <laughs> Get used to it. Sorry, baby. <laughs> um, I'm not. So, uh, so we're going to continue the episode. <laughs> we're yeah. Continue the episode with a game called Buyer Beware. Oh! Yay! Kind of game or something? It's I like you're trying to play some kind of like Twitter game with me or some shit. Is this reality or bullshit or something? <laughs> it's like some kind of thing where something's true and something's not true. <laughs> so, the concept we're familiar with. Yes. I, I read you actual critical reviews of different things on Amazon. You got to tell me what the what the thing is that is being reviewed. I'm excited. I like this game. So the first one, because uh, again, I, I always say I'll give you a general category. General, General category. category? Mm-hmm. Um, the first, this first one is a film. Okay. To start off with, Evil Spoon says it was interesting but very unrealistic. Animals can't talk or do any of this stuff. Uh, okay. <laughs> I have an idea in mind. I guess already. <laughs> oh fuck! What's the name of that? Movie? I'm gonna lean towards Madagascar. Madagascar. That's it. I was gonna say the one with the uh, with. <laughs> Chris, Chris Rock. Rock and David It, it could be a lot of movies, but I feel like for some reason. Okay. Madagascar. Seems like Madagascar. Yeah. Okay. Uh, James says, it was okay. I wouldn't buy it, but it was worth seeing. I felt that they tried to throw too many subtle political messages into this movie. Mm, that could be any movie about yeah, animals. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing is like increasingly every movie, even kids movies, is like fucking jam packed with political. Shit. See, the most political one I can think of is Happy Feet. Because oh, Happy Feet oh. is just is literally just a thinly veiled message for the liberal agenda. <laughs> <laughs> like if you boil it down, when you really pay attention to Happy Feet, it's really all about getting the minimum wage up to fifteen dollars and legalizing weed. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the movie Happy Feet about the penguin. Yes. Yeah, the penguin that uh, smokes <laughs> weed and is underpaid for his job as a penguin. <laughs> okay, so how about this one? Okay. An anonymous anim- Amazon customer says, trying to make too many public statements while being stereotypical and racist at the same time. I didn't find it that funny or entertaining. I'm going back to Madagascar. Yeah, I think it's going Madagascar. back to Madagascar. It's Immediately some, back to Madagascar. Yeah, it's like uh, some kind of African shit that they're complaining about, right? Because yeah. it's like all African animals. And I shit. like to move it, move it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm going back to Madagascar. That's okay, a, I think you, I think you got it on the money there. Uh, and finally, Rio Adams says, "Good little movie, but I do not like the fact that the character Nick says oh my G-D in it. When did that become acceptable to say in children's movies? Wait, does, is that a thing? Yeah, that's that's like how the this, Hebrew thing. That's how this person wrote it by censoring oh. the O in God. Okay. 
So, oh my God, is what they said. Yeah, but they he wrote G dash. Yeah, this person omitted the O in God. Wow. The character Nick. Nick. You know, Nick the <laughs> zebra. <laughs> um, the anteater. Mm, uh, there's no character named Nick in Madagascar, I don't think. Really? Not that I know of. Well, you, fucking, what would it be? Do you there wanna... was Melman. There was the black one. <laughs> there was the... <laughs> Other black they could be one. wrong too about his name being Nick, but I—that's I, true. I would, um, they are correct. Do you want me to give you another hint? Mm, fuck, man, we're off on Madagascar. Okay, He's see, giving us that all. Now I'm thinking over the hedge, but only because Nick Nolte played the bear. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to think of animal movies. Oh, like fuck me, um, <laughs> political animal movie that has a character named Nick. Yeah, I feel like we should know this, and we don't. Operation Dumbo Drop? Is that <laughs> Kung Fu Panda? No. Uh, yeah, the very Chinese name, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that panda named Nick. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we're going to need one more, I think. Okay. Yeah, is there anything else you can give us? Um, I can tell you that Nick is a fox, if that helps. <sighs> is it the Mar- the fantastic Mr. Fox? Could it no. Be? no, 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 no. Is this the movie with the bunny that everybody's like... What's the name of that fucking movie? It probably is. With the bunny police officer. (laughs) Fucking, fucking the one that all those weebs are into. (laughs) I don't know what it is. All right. I'm just going to hold on. Let me see if I can. (laughs) The the one that all the weebs try and sexualize. Oh, (laughs) is it that? Uh, uh, Wait, no, but where does it take place? Okay, Google. What's that kid's movie with the sexual bunny? (laughs) Who framed Roger Rabbits? <laughs> no, that's not helping me. I know. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know. I think it's fair to say we failed this one. Hold on. Bunny police movie. He might be able to find it, but we still failed. Bunny police movie. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I'm, I, okay. There can't possibly be more than one. No. It, I don't no, know. I, I, I found the movie, but I feel like we've lost. Because we have lost. It's, uh, it's Zootopia. It's Is this Zootopia. Oh, right. shit. Yeah. But we've lost. Like, we've yeah. totally, no, we... completely been stumped. <laughs> okay, that, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> that, but, you know, that sex buddy that they're always like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, the amount of porn yeah, that's, revolving around Zootopia is... that a thing? That's a that's thing. A, that's a thing. That's unfortunately the, a thing. Both of the characters are, technically speaking, adults. <laughs> it's... I feel like the older I get, the less I understand the internet. It's just it's just furries, dude. I yeah. guess. <laughs> They're nothing it's new. It's just all furries. Um, so anyway, this next these next uh, reviews are for a physical product. Okay. Okay. Brand new, uh, sorry, Jay Cross says, brand new out of the box, not even a week later, won't hold a charge. First pair had to return and exchange two times to get a working pair. Okay. Actually, you know what? I'm going to read this one last. Okay. Because it has a a pretty funny giveaway. Um, uh, John Gentry says, I liked them until they caught on fire while charging. Okay. I have a very strong inclination AirPods. about what class of product we're talking about. They're they're wireless earbuds of some kind. Yeah. Probably AirPods. But the fact that he's reading these off of Amazon is my guess means they're probably not AirPods. They're fake AirPods. They're some kind of generic AirPod. Yeah. Octavio Lozano says, not the greatest sound quality versus Studio 2, but it's been a good product. 
Okay, so it's been four months since I get this product. I hear a big laugh noise on the right side when I'm playing music. Update November 13th, 2019. Okay, so my dog eat them. They keep working. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what's Studio 3? What's the upgrade? Beats. Beats. By Dre. Beats wireless earbuds or headphones? Mm, I'm going headphones. If he he ate them, it's got to be buds, right? Well, uh, like the thing is, beats are notoriously unreliable. Sure, but like a dog ate them. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the head, like the actual over-the-ear headphones. Beats, okay. Beats headphones. Okay. I think, that's, I think that's my final answer. Re- please read the rest of these. Yeah. How much more okay. do we have? Uh, two more. Okay. Uh, an anonymous Amazon customer says, "Speakers, more like tweakers." <laughs> head, or no, it was. It was. It, this is supposed to say weakers, but it automatically corrected it to tweakers. Uh-huh. Headphones were great until two days after product support ended while I was flying. The left headphone, the when while I was flying, the left headphone speaker blew. I'm guessing due to pressure changes during takeoff. Now I'm left with an overwhelming and continuous uh, static that drowns out the rest of the music. God, this is some first world problems. That I did <laughs> don't not fucking to. buy beats. Um, fucking garbage. And then going <laughs> back to that J Cross review, uh, yeah, I had to exchange twice to get a working pair. To make matters worse, I'm in a remote location working for the DoD, and a month before mail comes. I should have known better, but like a crazy ex who is sexy and sweet, I promise things will be different this time. <laughs> Dr. Dre won't get any more of my money. There you go. <laughs> All right. So it's uh, I, I would say we've gotten close enough. It's either buds or over the ear, but let's it's, say over the ear. It's the, the over the ear headphones. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, this uh, Octavio Lozano guy uh, included a picture of, of the chewed up. Uh, so like chewed up, headphones. but not dog. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, this is a book. Oh, I like these. <laughs> Treats by Dre. That's it. <laughs> Ch- uh, Linda Clemens says, classic story, but terrible version. The text reads as if it was translated to another language and then back again to English, or possibly recorded from voice. If you read in your head, you can decipher the meanings, but the typos and syntax errors are a huge distraction. For instance... Stanbul and Paris, P-A-R-R-U-S, are places that are mentioned. Ooh, okay, what's the category oh, again? It's I, a book. I know what this book is. I know what this book you, is. Yeah? Is this The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn? Let's I'm gonna, see. I'm going lo- to lock in my answer. It's something like that. It's definitely like that's, like that's intentional. I'm going to lock in The Adventures of Huck Finn. Reads like it was retranslated. <laughs> and, then, and then I will say nothing else. Okay. Read the rest of the okay. reviews. Art Golfer says, How on earth did, author here, become so famous? <laughs> this novel was vapid in the extreme. Is it vapid? Vapid? Vapid. Vapid. This novel novel was vapid in the extreme. First of all, the plot itself was absurd and juvenile. The writing, however, was the real problem as it was uninspiring and undemanding, insipidly boring, easily the worst novel I've read in many years. Are you saying Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I have to pick one, I think, so I'm gonna say Huck Finn. Okay. Well the adventures of Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn as one, right? That's one book, isn't it? No, it's two books. They're really not? Yeah, it's two two completely different books. Two different things. Reader2307 says, I was looking forward to this book, but it disappoint me. It felt like a long list of evidence and facts about everyone's whereabouts at particular times. The main character was smug and arrogant, which made reading all the evidence and alibis even more frustrating. 
The ending was surprising and ridiculous, although I can see why some readers may find it entertaining. I've heard rumors about the author's racism, and in this book it rears its ugly head in the form of disgusting assumptions and stereotypes about the intelligence and temperaments of people who are not of English descent. Okay. Is this, uh... Is this our boy Jim on the raft who's talking about? Uh, I don't think so. I think I think I have officially lost this challenge. <laughs> yeah. Shit. I figured that was going to throw you for a loop. It has, yeah. I think I've officially lost this challenge. Wait but, a minute, but then what would it... So let me... Let me Paris. Um, I keep thinking of the Paris thing. Yeah, let me... Let me um, read this last one. This is an anonymous Amazon customer who says... I've been a fan of this author for 30 years. Always been a great fan of her works. When I first read this novel in my country, Italy, it was redacted in some pages. Today I've read the original work. This novel fills me with great sadness. She wrote some very unfair and untrue things about us Italians. To quote the book, Italians use the knife, and they are great liars. I do not like Italians. <laughs> Well, it may be that you are right, but I will point out to you, my friend, that there is absolutely no evidence against the man. And what about the psychology? Do Italians not stab? Assuredly, especially in the heat of a quarrel. I have no words. Totally unfounded and insulting. Wow. I'm fucking way off now. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... I'm way off now. If I had any <laughs> semblance of, of what this was, I've lost it now. Is it uh, okay? Wild Stab in the Dark. Is this Harper Lee's sh uh, shoehorned sequel to To Kill a Mockingbird? It is not. Okay, that was a great guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, who the hell else writes? Is this J.K. Rowling's first novel after Harry Potter? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> okay, but it is a woman author. She writes a, a presumably young or otherwise ineducated narrator. Who I, constantly gets I shit wrong. <laughs> Is this Atlas Shrugged? Yeah. No. No. Um, no. Um, fuck. I don't, I don't know if we're going to get this. I don't, I don't even think we this. could. The, pro the protagonist is actually very learned. And uh, this is just uh, these these casual uh, digs at Italians and the like are just a product of the time it was written. Oh, early. okay. So, so those like, uh, okay, okay. I'm going to feel like such a fucking I idiot. <laughs> I know I will, too. Well, I don't know a lot. I don't know that much literature. So, so. it's a uh, they're ta they're talking about, uh, you know, someone getting stabbed. Uh, they're talking about evidence and alibis. Yeah. Paris and Istanbul are two locations that are mentioned and misspelled. Woman author. We should we should know we should this know is what this. you're saying. We should absolutely know this. <laughs> Do you give? I give. I, I give. I'm I fucking yield. out. I these, these are reviews for Murder on the Orient Express. Oh my god. <laughs> no shit. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I I literally not that long ago just watched the remake of that movie. Oh, was it good? Yeah, actually I, I was that. really surprised. Yeah. Uh, I heard that it was, was really good, and I it heard was, that it's it was like, good. Kenneth I, Branagh carries it a bit, but yeah. So I don't know. I the still story. like the original better, but you know, I don't know the story, so it has not been spoiled for me. What the? I made sure not to spoil the ending of it. Yeah, but yeah. It's been out for fucking ninety years yeah, right. now. So oh I mean, God, son like, of a we bitch, got one of those right? <laughs> yeah, man. Ooh, score right, for this, Ben. This one is probably going to be a little easier. Okay. Uh, this this is another book with five reviews. Okay. That I found. Okay. An anonymous Kindle customer says, 
I don't know why I, I purchased this book in the first place. I have no interest in most sea stories. I guess I bought it out of curiosity, but I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> okay. okay, so that was my uh, initial guess. I'm not going to guess it. Yeah, I'm going to wait now. I'm not going to final answer it, but I have a very sneaking suspicion for what this is, okay. because that was my reaction when I first read this book. <laughs> uh, Tess says, I didn't like it because it was too long of a book. I rate it one star because a lot of parts in the book I didn't understand. Yeah. This, this is okay. is this for the old man in the sea? It is not. Oh my god! I, I think suck. it's I think it's for what I think it is, but I'm not oh. going to say yet. Oh, an Amazon customer, an anonymous Amazon customer says, "Read till my eyes bled, then just couldn't get it." Is yeah. there a queek wag involved? <laughs> I can't tell you that. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> Kurt, I think, I think you got it. Kurt says, "Overrated classic that runs adrift." The irony is that what I enjoyed most was the beginning land-based narrative while the author waxed poetic of the sea. Yeah. The first 15% and last 15% of the book were redeemable. The middle 70% not so much. The bow and stern were sound. The main section took on water. Ah, uh, boy. Sounds like a whole lot of blubber in that book. Huh? <laughs> You're right. You're right. Sounds like, uh, boy, you yeah. know, finishing that book would be like a real white whale, wouldn't it? <laughs> and, uh, and... <laughs> The final review, Costandinos says, I've always known this was a great book, but I never read it. Now that I've read it, I've come to the conclusion that it's one of the most boring books I've ever read. No, There's that, far too much detail about facts that nobody has interest in. <laughs> but what about the extended chapter on Amber Queen? <laughs> uh, page after page of boring details that ca just can't hold our attention. Sorry, Herman. Just tell us about yeah. the hunt, the chase, and the death of the crew no. and leave the details of no, five. The, you're, you're not. That's the point of no, five thousand different kinds of whales, ten thousand different kinds of water and uncounted different kinds of everything else. Uh, yeah. I held off just long enough to be right. Mobius. If I if I had guessed Mobius early on, I might have missed it. Mobius Dickus. Moby penis. We used, to, we used to call him Moby Wang in Moby. high school. <laughs> Moby Wang. To irritate our teacher, who then, by the way, the next year, Christy was in the class the year after, and they all did the same thing because they all knew us. Yeah. <laughs> Moby Wang. So we, Moby drove, Wang. we drove our high school English teacher fucking crazy over this. <laughs> ah, I guess too soon. Damn it. You would have got it. Now, Moby Dick is a way better book, incidentally, than The Old Man in the Sea. I did not finish it you for the reasons that those people described. <laughs> really? I might, I might have more appreciation for it now. Yeah, I, like, I liked Moby Dick. I've never even tried to read it, but I really liked Old Man in the Sea. Did you? Know you? I hated Old Man in the Sea. No? These are probably yeah. both on Gutenberg. You can probably get them for free right yeah. now. I know I, I know yeah. Moby Dick is because yeah. I, I started reading a little at work today while I was researching this. It's tedious. I get it. It's tedious. I dug out my old... You guys might not remember it, but I used to have a Sony reader, like one yeah. of those like e-paper displays, yeah. and I used to read on it a lot, and I dug it out recently, charged it up it still, still works, works. Yeah. yeah and i have like polonic novels on there and yeah. uh like uh just a whole bunch of shit i got for free on project gutenberg and um uh probably some things i also uh stole from a torrent site or something yeah. like that but <laughs> lots it, i, I kind of miss reading but anyway the point I is do, that yeah. i used to read shit like that on my reader like yeah. the classic stuff yeah um because you have to i mean like you you should yeah, you should read the classics. Moby Dick is, is tedious. It's very, very tedious. Oh, yeah. But I, I liked Moby Dick. Um, Old Man in the Sea was like one of the I don't like I don't I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, Hemingway's Hemingway's I just don't like him. He's a big drunk asshole. I don't think Hemingway's no, I don't think he's no. any of his characters are particularly likable. I don't he think no. he's likable. No. I think oh, he the, appeals to a certain generation poor, of men. Poor Shark Hunter. You, you really feel for him by the end. I, I get it's, it. 
I, I get it. I just, it's like everything that he wrote in that book. I just, yeah. He's like, look at this point I'm trying to make. <laughs> it's like that's what I feel like. That whole book was like, look at this point that I'm trying to make. Well, that's the minimalist it. thing too. It's like yeah. you're kind of getting hit over the head by, by very blunt and literal messages, right? And I think for a modern reader, some of that stuff can translate as like uh, kind of try hard. I like the books like Frankenstein where, you, you know, idiots don't understand it, where you have to like think about like, oh, no, sure. this is really what it's about. Oh, well, OK, well, if that's your point, then yes, absolutely. Guys like him are not a great read for no. guys like you because <laughs> pay attention to me. It's it's all very plain face, direct, and uh, yes. it's it's meant to be. He just he just writes boring. I don't blunt, know. blunted into your head. And Moby Dick is boring too. But I can I like okay. So uh, I read a lot because I was stupid when I was a kid, and I read a lot of the like like oh, the boy. classics because you're supposed That's great, to because right? you're stupid now. Right. <laughs> so I read A Tale of Two Cities when I was in seventh grade. Yeah. Not hashtag humble brag. <laughs> um, so like I, I ever read that one. It's long and tedious. How and many it, how many cities end up actually being in it? Uh, really, I mean, if I remember correctly, it's really just the two. Oh, really? yeah. It's, it's like, about wow. London and Paris. Yeah, specifically. right. Yeah. Truth in advertising. Right. Oh no! What is this? Oh no! Oh no! What fresh hell awaits? My burr. Well, well, oh no! You, you got it to avoid the notes though, which is awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I was used to reading that kind of stuff, which is why Melville didn't bother me. You know, I, I think one of the reasons I, I took to Hemingway uh, pretty early on in college is, is because is precisely because he doesn't he's like the complete opposite end of the spectrum of of, you know, of flowery and, and yes. yeah, he is verbose. very direct. And, you know, when I first started getting into like actually seriously reading I I thought at first that a lot of literature was going to be over my head because I thought it was all that, you know, flowery. Joycey and yeah. Right. And then so then condition us to that, like in high school. Yeah, because they make you read like the fucking Canterbury Tales. Fucking the Scarlet Letter. I hated that book. That book sucks. (laughs) It's not good. At least they they I don't know if it was the same for like not honors English, but I got to read To Kill a Mockingbird, which is actually Mm -hmm. one of the best books ever written. I read that one in high school. I've only ever seen the movie. (laughs) Oh, really? You never read the book? No, I never read the book. The book it's was got, the it's first. Got Gregory Pecka in it. Yes. <laughs> uh, the book was the first book that I read where uh, I remember not wanting it to end. Mm-hmm. Like the story was so mm-hmm. good, I didn't want it to end. It was really, really well, real written. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no. So when I I got into Hemingway at a time when I I figured a lot of literature was going to go right over my head, mm-hmm. and that that bluntness was really refreshing to see. Yeah. Um, see, I had that experience, but I had it with Dostoevsky. <laughs> Russian authors are really good for that. Yeah, right. Well, you know, which everybody, you know, when you take your first philosophy class, you want to, you know. Yeah. The only the only Dostoevsky I ever read was Crime and Punishment. Oh, really? Which I really liked, but it's the only one. And it's actually <laughs> of the great Russian shit. That's the only one I read. Yeah. There's a whole lot I'm missing. So I, um, I read a lot of his short stuff too. Um, yeah. So if I had to for class. But so. Funnily enough, the topic I chose for today was philosophy. Are you <laughs> really? No way. Oh, Let's what a silly way. Oh, wow. I want to I want to see like just I don't know how much how much we know about about the general topic, general topic. Mm. General topic? Um, well, you can't 
Well, you came, you came to the, I don't, the right couple of fat you, idiots. You did, yeah. Right, right. I don't think I ever took a philosophy course in college. I think it was, I think I just like. I did. Re, I think I just read the Cliff's Notes on my own when I was like, you know, an angry atheist. I want to say the guy's name was Bruce Waller that was in the philosophy department at YSU, and I took his class. Dr. Waller, I do yeah. know that name. I took a class with him, and that was the one where I met Steve Smith mm-hmm. and had to be like, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> I know your name, and I got a story for you. Um, Everyone thinks I'm you. Everyone thinks I'm you, and to which he essentially said, also, people think that Uh, I'm uh, you. you." (laughs) But yeah, I had a philosophy class, which I really appreciated, actually. Um, Some of the best stuff that I learned in that class was, like, uh, sort of the uh, rhetorical uh, fallacies, the stuff that you would, like, see later in in terms of people making bad arguments, which turns out to be super important. You got something hanging on your chin. Oh, that's just some semen. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) I think think it's a little streak of ash. I I fired one off before we got started on this. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Oops. Um, Yeah, and I love philosophy. I do, too. Uh, I mean, well, you got to start with, like... Uh, I think you got to start with the Greeks when it comes to uh, mm-hmm. classic philosophy. Maybe it's just me, but for me, I, I, I like to the, start with. The I kind of think the Greeks invented philosophy. Men from Greece, <laughs> you know, they Greeks. they say the Greeks were the first ones to really start thinking. Have sex with <laughs> Greek men, men from Greece. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, so, like, uh, if we're going to talk about just the stuff that we know about philosophy. Yeah, what what do we know? I was always fascinated by the idea of Plato's forms. If we know anything. (laughs) Which is still a thing I don't think I fully understand. But, like, conceptually, it kind of makes sense. Is like, there is a most thing thing of whatever thing you can think of. Oh, okay. There is a pure, like, there is, you can't draw it or conceive of it. There there is a fartiest man in the world. There there is. (laughs) And that man is me. There is a. Plato's farter. There is an essential rockness to every rock. Yeah, right. There is an essential. that shit. Personness to every person. Yeah, like, there's something uh, that you, like, whatever the thing is, there is. You can't necessarily articulate it or draw it or conceive of it, but there is like what the thing, what that thing is at its most pure definition. And so there is like a most pure version of it, even if you'll never see it, draw it, think about it, conceive of it. Sure. It does exist. Yeah. Which Which is is weird. Kind of an interesting thought because you can spend a lot of time thinking about like what's the most bean bean. Yeah. (laughs) And that, uh, well, obviously Rowan Atkinson. Sure. But but that's... (laughs) That's such a weird way to end that that description, too, because it brings it almost into the realm of practicality, almost. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, you translate from the uh, the abstract into the literal. Yeah. You know, and so that's what the what that's what the real value of those the those platonic forms is, is uh trying to like, like, how would you even translate from that perfect thing into what we what the what the. Everywhere occurrences are of that thing. Yeah, and then at what point does the thing stop being the thing if it if it loses its essential Enough qualities? Of its, yeah, right. Well, yeah. the thing at became what? the thing because of exposure to gamma rays, right? So <laughs> I don't know what stops the thing from being the thing, but I assume uh, it's something Doctor Doom cooked up. Hologram <laughs> machines. I, I know the thing has been cured at least a few times in the comics. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's a recurring plot thing. Beta I think. rays. Theta rays, beta yeah. rays. Uh, he was cucked by Doctor Doom. The quater belt, cucked by Doctor Doom <laughs> with beta rays. The thing story. <laughs> Sorry, a big palooka's trying to cuck me again. 
I'm gonna go over to Latveria and give him a little chin music. I love Latveria. Latveria. I love that. I don't know how they came up with that was gonna be where Dr. Doom is from. Latveria. Latveria. Um, it's like Latvia and Bavaria. It's like, it's like, like, how is this where you decided to put Dr. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it's no, that is a tr- tremendously interesting thing. Yeah. Like there is a podcast that is more of a podcast than any other podcast imaginable. It's pure. It's beautiful and exactly <laughs> correct. And yeah. it's called uh, the Joe Rogan Air. experience. <laughs> <laughs> I went Terry Gross. Yeah. You went Joe Rogan. Yeah, right. <laughs> both both great philosophers in their own right. Sure. <laughs> you know our nation's great philosopher Terry Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. <laughs> and his evil arch nemesis Rogue Jogan. <laughs> no, his name is Rogan Josh. <laughs> And he's on menus. Hey, that's great. Have you ever tried quitting DMT? It's <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan's. <laughs> hey, Joe. You ever spend like an evening outside of your weird float pod? <laughs> no. What's that like? It's, wow. He's just like he's he's super wild. high. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like if you said the right things to Joe Rogan, you could just keep him smoking weed and going, wow, yeah, 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 like forever. (laughs) The smartest dumb guy, (laughs) Joe Rogan, the smartest dumb person. The smartest dumb guy experience Mm -hmm. with Joe Rogan. (laughs) So Mm. if I remember right, you said Plato, right, was the one who... Plato was the one who came up with the forms, the uh, platonic forms. Was it also him or was it Aristotle who, who... because it sounds like this would be a Plato thing. I could tell uh, you I already don't know. <laughs> do, uh, uh, the idea of that, like, there's a smallest possible amount of, of like, stuff that a thing can be made of. And essentially, like, without oh. meaning to, devise oh. the concept of atoms. Yeah, right. Like, before that was even known to be a thing. I don't know who it was, but you're right. That was the idea, is what? that there is the the smallest building block of things, whatever that is. Yeah. And they didn't know what it was, but they were right. Yeah. That so, sounds like Aristotle. Uh, I don't yeah. I don't know the answer, but that sounds like Yeah, I was going like to say, I, th- I think that came after Plato. Yeah, but, oh, definitely. Yeah, mm. definitely. Very interesting. The though. very early like Greek stuff was all very like broad. You know what I mean? It's mm. funny because like any of us, uh, maybe not, but like most people, I feel like left in a room with no stimulus for long enough, which is essentially ancient Greece, <laughs> would would be able to come up with this idea of like, God, I can rip stuff in half forever until my fingers are too fat to do anymore. And then what's smaller than that? Yeah. And then what's smaller than that? Yeah. And then what's like, what's even like, how, when does it stop? <laughs> like, what is the, the unit of thingness that builds all stuff? I think this was described in a, in a, almost a mathematical paradox, uh, in the, in the idea of an arrow being fired straight at a target. But before it gets to the target, it has to get halfway to the target. Before yeah. it gets halfway to the target, it has to get a quarter of the way to yeah. the target. And so on and so forth. So how does the arrow actually, right. you know, get there? Right. That's. I feel like that's a, a similar concept Whoa. inherent in the idea of like mathematical limits, mm-hmm. right? We have like trigonometric functions where, where things approach like the limit of something. And yeah. they never quite reach their ascribed value, but they keep getting more. They, and they more. tend towards it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. The answer, of course, is is, you know. Don't worry about it. Practical science doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, that's here's the other thing is like, yes, that's like 
yes, like, that's important. Like these guys got paid for this. Like, right. The <laughs> thing is, like, if you're in ancient Greece, you're like, I don't know, I gotta go bake some bread. <laughs> you know, like, right. like only certain kind of people of a certain sort of. I, I don't want to say like it's necessarily a luxury because, like, also well, I feel like a lot of these dudes were like super poor. Because all they cared of, about was thinking. A certain kind of <laughs> intellect, at least. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, but it just seems like a certain kind of atheism. It seems like it's impress. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter to most people. It doesn't. No. And to this day, it still does. <laughs> philosophy doesn't matter to most people. They were well. They the philosophers of ancient Greece did make some money because uh, what would what would happen was rich folks would hire them to talk at parties. Sure. Yeah. And make them sound seem intellectual <laughs> sure. by surrounding themselves with paid intellectuals. Here, my surrogate smart guy, listen to him while I drink wine. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, why not? While, while I nod and say, mm, yes, good yes. point. <laughs> right. We, right. Can't, we can't talk about the ancient Greeks without uh, talking about the uh, the greatest philosopher. You're going to talk about I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> What's his name? I can't remember. Ben, you know. Are you, would guy. you happen to be talking about Diogenes of Sinope? Diogenes. Yes. Diogenes of Sinope. A, uh, a philosopher in his own right. Li- co- completely covered in centipedes. <laughs> Lived in a barrel and shit in the street. Yes. Um, Diogenes of Sinope. Well, he was he was uh, the founder, uh, by all accounts, of the school of cynicism, mm-hmm. uh, which, which advocated, you know, basically just shedding your material possessions, getting closer to nature. Yes. Um, living like a dog. You know, cy- cynic comes uh, from the same root as canine, yeah. uh, which is where that comes from. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, so every time I'm being a cynic, which is most of the time, I'm being like a dog. <laughs> well, cynicism now means right. something different. Uh, <laughs> yes, sure, sure. You know, the the end of the the other end of the spectrum from idealism. My right. my favorite Diogenes story is the one. It was Alexander the Great, right? Or was it his? It was, Al- it was Alexander the Great. Yeah, finally yeah, he rolled that, into town. Alexander right? of Macedon. Yeah, uh, it's like rolled into town and sought out Diogenes. And like he basically promised him like Diogenes, uh, you know, how did, how did he say it? It was like he, he, you, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of yours. Your works are well renowned. <laughs> Ask anything of me and I, the great Alexander, will give it to you. And Diogenes said, could you like get out of my son? You're like you're blocking my son. Could you like move a little? To the left? <laughs> <laughs> Presented with the grandest of opportunities. <laughs> like, could you like move over a little? Or? See, that's the thing. That's is, awesome. I truly, really do wish to live something like that. But yeah. I like stuff. So what do sure. I do? Right. Well, you, you don't be a Buddhist. No, <laughs> right. you sure don't be a Buddhist. That's that's see, Buddhism is the philosophy that makes the most sense to me in the modern world. Yeah, but it's it's hard. It's not something I could ever do. No, the the idea yeah. of the eightfold path is that it, in simple terms, all human life is suffering. Suffering is caused by desire. Uh-huh. By eliminating desire, you eliminate suffering. And you have to start that with yourself. Right. But to start that, you have to want to get rid of desire. So what do you do there? <laughs> yeah. It, womp, womp fucking womp. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's not a philosophy I could ever follow because I like stuff too yeah, much. Right, exactly. I like, I like being praised for doing things. <laughs> yeah, but also like we, I feel like we live in a, a very, very different world from 
you know, the world in which these ideas are conceptualized. <laughs> we live in a different country now with, mm-hmm. with more opportunity. Like, I, I will say, if we were all basically, if we were really scrapping it out in the way that almost all the world is, and this is going to sound shitty, but it might, <laughs> it might not be such a big leap from, like, living to have stuff versus living to not. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. I, it sounds shitty, but I do think it's true. Like, there's also a there's also another factor to that, which is which is that a lot of Eastern Asian Eastern Asian societies uh, conceive of their 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 own. Uh, I'm going to use the word society twice in the same sentence. Um, <laughs> we live. <laughs> we live in a in society. A society. Uh, conceive of themselves as as much more communal. Mm, yeah. uh, they conceive of themselves as, as you know. How will this action affect the, your family? The group. Your yeah. family the first, the, the, or the community, or your country. Um, I would argue we used to do that. We, we did. We, we did. maybe used to, but but I think uh, mass media changed right a lot of up things. until the end of World War II. A lot of <laughs> a lot of Western society now is very individualistic in in nature, yeah. not just here, but uh, but in most in much of Europe. And um, I would point a big fat finger at marketing for that too. Yeah. Oh sure, because I think the sure. idea of what you need right now is what you should be doing is mm. something that a marketer tells you to get yeah. you to spend money on things. Yeah, I mean, look at... Um, Yay, capitalism. You know, yeah. look, look at... Um, look at uh, uh, Hindu texts yeah. where, you know, one of the big things that its recurring characters are told to do is to do their duty and to do their, you know, service for their people and their country. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a lot easier to, to go into kind of an ascetic sort of lifestyle if you know that what you're doing is decreasing the net suffering in the world. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. You know, I, I think... Yeah, like, uh, it, be, it makes what you're doing a, a greater good. It, the, mm-hmm. the sacrifice has more value. Right. I could see that. Yeah. Um, Incidentally, have either of you ever read the Bhagavad Gita? No, but I own a copy. I do, too. We own a copy from the same person. Oh, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. We we got that at YSU, didn't we? Yeah, the uh, uh, Hare Krishna guy used to come down to campus and... I used to use it to hold up my fish tank because my (laughs) shelves sagged. Do you remember that? (laughs) My my shelves sagged, so I just put a copy of the Bhagavad Gita in the middle. (laughs) Just keep the shelf. Perfect. That does it. And then on the bottom, a Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, awesome. (laughs) That ought to do it. Jesus Christ. Keep my shell from snapping Take in half. Take that fish new. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hold on. That's a great place for a thousand years of cultural <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we got um, the guy because he wasn't allowed to ask for money. So he was just like, right. Hey, I'm giving these away to people. Do you want a copy? You know, and also please help. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's like, he, the dude was like super nice whenever he would show up. He'd be like, hey, man, I'm like, I'm giving these away. Do you want it? He would just give the book away. Yeah. And then, like, I, I you know, I, I think I gave him a five dollar bill. Yeah, when he show, you know what I mean. I don't think I did. Yeah, not that I wouldn't, but yeah, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then he just like because he, he wasn't allowed to ask for money, and he's right. like, I'm, I'm not. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just giving the book. He was giving the book away. Yeah, it's, it's like Phil I'm not asking. I'm not asking for money. I'm not asking for money. I would never do that. But also, <laughs> right. there's a bucket over there. And if I look the other way, maybe sometimes a $5 bill slides into it. <laughs> hey, he was a nice guy. Whatever, yeah, he whatever. seemed fine. Seemed, yeah, he's a nice guy, he's, though. He's all right. Yeah, pretty good guy. <laughs> um, yeah, not bad. Yeah, I, I started to read it. I never actually, like, finished the whole goddamn thing because it's, uh, it's a difficult 
It's a difficult text. What do you guys think is like? Okay, maybe this is like a this is a shift. This is a shift in the conversation. But what do you mm. think is like something that guides you as a person? What is like a core piece of your philosophy that oh, like gosh. that is really like what is really important to you as like a fundamental maxim? And I'll give you one to give you time to think. I think kindness is the most important force that we have as people to make the world better. Yeah, I and agree to, with that. And to I'm not very good at, but I agree. Yeah, and I and I think. <laughs> And I think I'm not great at either because I've I've you're better than I am <laughs> <laughs> because I've thought that before, too. But knowing that I can't I don't have that much of an influence on the greater world. The best thing, <clears throat> the most ideal thing for me to do is to make the lives of people in my immediate yeah, life better. as as good as I possibly yeah, I think can. That's, I think those are related according to my means and according to. Right. Yeah. Kindness has a lot of different tools available to it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different ways to be kind to people, and they're not all being nice either. Right. Kindness can not necessarily be nice. Yeah. Sometimes so, kindness can be awfully brutal, but it is in the interest of like doing what you think yeah, is right for someone. Sometimes being nice doesn't fucking work. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, right. you can. You, yeah. Exactly. Right. Because nice isn't what people don't. What people need is not always for you to be nice to them, and mm. what you need is not always to be nice to everyone else. Right. Right. Kindness is Piece really trying shit. <laughs> you, you fucking asshole. Kindness is like trying to like do what's right mm. and not do harm. Yeah. And sometimes that sometimes that'll involve standing up for yourself. Yes. And sometimes it'll mean telling people no at a time that they really don't want you to. Right. But right. like ultimately like kindness is doing what's right because you because you're convicted that it is the right thing. Right. Even if you're mm. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Alex Jones philosophy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the frogs got. Why, Lord? Good. Why, Lord? Uh, the great philosopher of our times, Alex Jones. The thing is, you could argue he is. You could, yeah. I think you he's could. He's a bad one. He's a, <laughs> yeah, right. But he has a he has like an ethos. Sure. You say what he will about no. the national, <laughs> the national, national socialism, socialism but, dude. At least it's an ethos. <laughs> no, it took it. me way too long to get that joke. It's like, <laughs> say what you want about national social. At least it is a belief. Yeah, <laughs> it's, right. It's yeah. basically what he's saying. Yeah, right? exactly. Because talking, they're, he's yeah. talking in reference to nihilism. nihilism yeah, he's like, at, like least, at least they believe in something, something right? Even yeah. something fucking evil. Yeah, right. But at yeah. least they believe in something. something. Right. Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> a lot yeah. took me way too long to get that joke. <laughs> a lot of of a lot about what people think nihilism is fucking irritates me. Yeah, especially because. Uh, you know, Nietzsche himself said, you know, like, yeah, this may ultimately all be meaningless, but that shouldn't prevent you from trying anyway, right. because that's why we're here. Friedrich Nietzsche. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if I do fully understand nihilism, but I always assumed that I did, which is which is just, you know, I you can't know anything. You you know don't don't get caught up in uh, what you think you can understand or know because you sure. can't. We're, we are our ability to perceive the world and predict the world is very limited. Right. Yeah. So don't get too hung up in all of that. And that's a pretty practical way to look at the world. Yeah. But sure. people take it and you know run it into like this fucking you know yeah. Joker in the Killing Joke. Yeah. yeah it, right. becomes, it becomes more negative. Yeah, it's not supposed to be a negative no. thing. Yeah, nihilism is not assuming that the world is bad and will always be bad and get worse. Right. It's just not knowing, predicting, or ultimately caring because you can't affect. Yeah. yeah. So just 
you know, do all you can and, right. yeah. you know, help people and believe in yourself. Yeah. I feel like nihilism and fatalism are, like, nearly related, and that's really... I feel like the fatalistic thing is the the, the Joker and the, right. the world is dust and nothing matters. And, you know. <laughs> but that's not even what the Joker's about. No, I... No. no. <laughs> yeah, give me... Um, I didn't really even mean to totally yeah, stray into the Joker. Joker but, yeah. just likes crime. Yeah. He just but, like... No, but people turned the Joker into that. He just right. likes crime living and in a society. bad jokes and... and yeah, he just takes pride in it. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> I want. I want more ideal, like idealist villains. You know. Yes. You the, know what, Lex Luthor. I can't sympathize with a villain who like who just thinks that you know. Right. You know, fuck it all, fuck everything. I'm gonna burn the world down. I don't give a shit about that guy. Yeah. That's, right. that's ever. That's, give me more Thanos. Thanos is pretty good. He's an idealistic villain. I think he sees I, a perfect world and he makes it happen. I think you ha- I think you had it real good with Lex Luthor yeah, because because ironically enough, Lex Luthor, you know, in a in a world where someone like Superman exists, mm-hmm. you know, is willing to say in his misguided way, humans are still special, goddammit, and we're capable of so much. Yeah. And we don't need Superman to prove that for us. <laughs> right. <laughs> I yeah, kind of feel sense. like there's I, that's one of the most interesting villains sort of recipes is um, I see a world that is to me perfect, mm. even though it's like bent by any, any other measure. Yeah, but it's perfect to me. And I and I and I live and die by realizing that vision. Yeah. Allow me to wax poetic about Dragon Ball Z for a minute here. <laughs> um, you brought up that point about Vegeta's character. Vegeta. We were talking Vegeta, Vegeta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other day, we were talking about his whole character arc. When there, mm-hmm. when there's, when there's nothing a character like that. When your race is gone, when you've been embarrassed in your mind, what else is there to do but focus on your own self worth and your own self power? Right. Right. Um, and that's kind of that was always his whole character art, the the uh, the art of the antihero. Nice. So, yeah, waxing poetic about DBZ, <laughs> waxing poetic uh, about. Let me Virginia. allow me to wax the poetic. Prin- the Prince here. of All Saints. Well, on the on the greater scale of that too, you know, when when Goku beats Vegeta for the very first time, mm-hmm. you know he. Let's him go. Let's him go. Yeah. Which is like one of the hardest decisions that anyone could probably possibly make in a situation like that. Yeah. But it ends up working. Yes, he was right. He was absolutely right about Vegeta. Yes. Um, and and uh, despite uh, his gruff exterior, <laughs> um, yeah, he was he was correct about him. He's not a bad person at heart. So between. Pickle man and vegetable. Who does win ultimately for the most Super Saiyan? The pickle man was not a Saiyan. He's not a Saiyan. Uh, he's, he's a, a Namekian. Namekian. Right. Pickle man Idiot. loses, but vegetable is vegetable top dog. Man. Vegetable. Okay. He is no Super Saiyan lesbian. <laughs> you have no real Super Saiyan. I do, I, I'm sorry. I can't contribute to the shit. It's okay. It's, I just I, I have no <laughs> knowledge at all. <laughs> It's fucking dumb. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's 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 take this let's take this uh, uh, yeah, hard left turn to Renee Descartes. Oh shit! Okay, uh, the 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 philosophy that made a lot of sense until he gave up because of God. 
Ooh, <laughs> I th- okay. I think therefore I am, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that phrase. Right. That's sure. a that's a Rene Descartes phrase. Yeah. It's basically analyzing because I can because I can think, because I I have consciousness. I have consciousness, I am aware. Yeah. Then I my must by definition exist and have some meaning in the universe. Correct. I've never felt that co- particularly compelling. Well, the thing is, everybody knows I think therefore I am, but there the question that he's actually raising in that argument is am I just a brain? Am I right. just a clump of cells? Mm. Am I just meat? Yeah, right, exactly. He's basically right. he's basically saying like where is where is myself? Is it this mm-hmm. body? Is it this Mind, mm-hmm. where and where in this mind is me? Is there a soul? Is it this? Um, I, I don't know what the current thought is on that that uh, argument. Yeah, but I is this real? Is this you know what I mean? Is it solipsistic in here, or is it just me? <laughs> <laughs> I believe. I don't know what people think about this as a a actual philosophical uh, philosophical argument, but I do think that there will come a time, maybe before we die. Where that will be regarded with as much sort of, uh, oh, didn't they think they knew something as, uh, you know, the fact that meat spawned maggots. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, well, it already has, I think, is the thing yeah. for, from Danae. Or um, from Danae Raycard. Danae Raycard. <laughs> his evil arch clone of, yeah. <laughs> His negative and, and his sidekick, Ro Jogan. <laughs> <laughs> and when they meet in battle, you know, they collapse into a neutron star. Right. So... Uh, Descartes ultimately concedes that yes, he is a real person. This is this is what it is because God exists. That's the end of that argument. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. And that is with. every intro to philosophy classes introduction to philosophy. Yeah, ontology he, pisses me off. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a lazy out. It's very, 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 very but lazy. Even, even if you set that aside, I feel like lots of machines or self-contained systems that we have designed as human beings, if they were to be able to fully appreciate and articulate themselves would see themselves as thinking and therefore being, you know, conscious. Well, I mean, of course, you know, they exist. I would assume they exist because I assume I exist, but it's not a good enough argument. He's talking in a larger scale of consciousness. Like, sure. Okay. So like, am I, do I, am I something more than just a machine? Am I actually something uniquely conscious? I want to say, no. what is is conscious (laughs) even, you know, what does conscious mean? Thinking. I think the ability to, to think and have desire. I, I would like to redirect you once again to the Star War, uh, Star Trek Next Generation episode, <laughs> The Measure of a Man. Yes. Yeah, right. Uh, in which in which uh, Picard lays down the best possible argument for data being sentient. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of these things are like self-defined by us from our perspective as things correct. that think we are things that think. Right. <laughs> uh, but, you, but you use the word think to start that. So, right. Things you know. that think we are things that think. think. Yeah, right. But that's, again, like, you know, from the inside of the meat box here, it all feels real. Let me give you a question. Uh, Let me posit this. Yeah. Um, What if this is all a programmed simulation? Yeah. This is always a fun what, one. What this does, is always a fun one. I, I'll answer with a with a nihilistic thing of my own. What does that matter practically for me? Nothing. Nothing at all. Because I, I, if still, that, I still get I'm hungry. Just, I still get thirsty. I'm cypher eating my steak. I don't care. <laughs> if that's the case, it, it's one of two outcomes. It's either one, we're programmed with a set set of values, like mm-hmm. Sims. Yeah. But, you know, we, you know, we choose... What we do with mm-hmm. our given, you know what I mean, matrixness, and that we just have too many variables to really understand right. how our own minds work. It's the it's the matrix versus uh, uh, the fucking uh, video games, right? Yeah. So video games, old school video games, you're on a pre-programmed path. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Matrix, you have your own free will. You can do... as At least as far as you could perceive. See, here's right. the other thing. is like, we assume ourselves to be beings with complete and full autonomy. Yes. Because... We assume, based on all the decisions we think are available to us, that we can choose any of them at any time. Right. Right? Mm. Because... Serendipity be damned. The illusion is that we can do anything immediately available to us. Right. That might not really be true. And that might be part of the conditionals of the thing that we're running in that makes it feel as if we're totally... We're... Part of the part of the build yeah. is you can do whatever you want, remember, even if you can't. Remember that part in Westworld where Maeve is looking at the tablet and she's <laughs> seeing her words and responses get picked in real yes. time. Yeah, right. Right. yeah. Well, the thing is, that's okay. Ugh, okay, this yeah. is really interesting <laughs> stuff to me. So that's how our brains actually work, right? Mm. I mean, we perceive our decision to do something as happening in the moment. If I decide to grab this thing or move this thing around, I dis- I feel like I'm doing them right now. Yeah. In reality, the it's decision has here. happened no. way before I actually do it. Mm-hmm. Right. You you move the things around physically because that's the easiest way to demonstrate what you're talking about. You know that from prior experience. Right, but more importantly, I'm not doing it now. I already decided to do it way before I did it. Right. And it only feels like now in this moment I'm making this decision. Yeah. But yeah. realistically, that I've already, I, everything I do is immediately I cascaded. Do it for you. <laughs> it's immediately preceded by a cascade of other yeah. decisions and variables that lead I me know. to do things. Yeah. It's, uh, there's a, have the, you seen the experiment where people like, uh, Oh God! What is it? Uh, they put they put like a a, a, a uh, one of those caps on them that measures all the centers yeah. of their brain and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and then they have basically the idea is they have a button to push, right? Mm-hmm. And the goal is to push the button before your brain, you know, registers that you're going to push the button. Yeah. Oh wow! And no one can do it. They can't do it because <laughs> once they pick up the signal in your brain, once they like. Uh, they watch you a bit, and they you know they have you push the button. They see what it looks like, what your brain waves look like. So they they match that signal, right? They know what it looks like when your brain has decided to do that thing. <coughs> you are slower than your brain. Yeah, yeah. You can't <laughs> well, take your brain by surprise. In no, that you way. can't. <laughs> Even if you think you can, you're just da 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 da. You know, whistling, and then yeah. Nope, you, you can't, can't do it. it. You can't beat the brain. Yeah. So the the um. There is uh, there is a school of thought around, you know, whether we uh, are actually able to decide to do anything or whether we are deterministic machines completely built on all of the variables fed into our cortex. <laughs> right. And we just do what we're what what the machine wants us to do. And then we rationalize it later. Wow. Mm. Which is really fucked up because if you if you believe that, <laughs> then like which I the, almost do all yeah. this stuff about like I choose to do things Means is nothing. is yeah. is a like a context we build onto what we're doing afterward. Right, yeah. choosing choosing who you marry, who what you want to eat, uh, whether to get in a fight with this person, whether to send an entire country to war, <laughs> all could all could be just primal knee jerk instincts that we just justify after the fact. If right. you if you believe in a totally deterministic model, then you believe that free will is not only not a thing; it's it's impossible. It's yeah, exactly. It's impossible. Like yeah. everything we do is completely built on the information fed into us. What happened when we received it, how that got stored and processed, what we decided or like 
But on the you, other, you thought we want, think we want what we think we want versus what right. we actually, you know, need. But what feeds that instinct? The whole thing is just this hot soup of like what we call Let, let's go back, personality. Let's go or, back to the, let's go back to Plato, right? Yeah. What feeds that? What is the most, that's not really what he was saying. What's, <laughs> what's the thing that feeds that? There's got to yeah. be something that feeds that. Yeah. Well, sure. Like the, the, that's, that's really the that's thing the is question like, is like, we, we have this idea that we choose to do the things we do. Is it God? Is it a simulation? Is it? Yeah. Like where, where does, uh, where does the, where does the, is it not true? Where does the imagined self come from? Right. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> it's kind of blowing my mind. I right well, now. what's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it might just be a natural consequence of existing because many, sure, many sure. animals have a conception of the self. You know, they'll be able to recognize themselves in a mirror. Dolphins, yes. elephants. Um, Not many, but but quite a few. Yeah. Um, cats have that ability mm -hmm. uh, to distinguish themselves from, you know, the cat in the mirror, or the cat, in, uh, you know, yeah. this other cat. And re um, there's also uh, uh, the fact that... Um, uh, Sid, the African gray parrot. Oh, um, who I, I I think this parrot might have passed away in the past year or two. But there was a really famous African gray. I can't, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it at one point asked, "What color am I?" Which is remarkable. Whoa. Which is remarkable <laughs> because it demonstrates. That he could conceive of the idea that another entity knows something he doesn't. Yeah. Right. Gorillas can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a that's a very special and limited uh, skill set to know that. The idea of uh, well, they have a name for that. Um, yeah. I, I, Not I, dumb things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. There was um. <laughs> that's really wild. Yeah. It's yeah. Cool. The idea that there is it's, it, this is the conception of the other and the uh, what do they call it other. Not other consciousness, what other consciousness, but uh, remote consciousnesses exist. There's there's yeah. other systems like yours out there. Yeah. Which is itself kind of like a higher level thought. Yeah. That there are other beings out there that have what you have and are what you are, but you don't have all the information available to you that they have. Right. There was a. Uh, oh, it was it was that gorilla that can sign Coco. 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 Um, uh she asked her researcher one day why she was crying. Yeah. Oh. Um, and it, and she had to, ex I forget how she did it, but it basically came across as like someone, you know, with me, like, you know, a friend. Love. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, died. Mm -hmm. And she mimicked the sign for cry. Yeah. Oh. Which, is, like, like, empathy is its own interesting kind of thing. Right. And to have empathy, you need to be able to understand that other people know and experience things There's different from your own. Yeah. Which is such a mind-blowing thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's, like, a whole lot of prerequisites to that. So the idea of, like, other consciousnesses is, is one thing in and of itself. But then also, yeah. like, like, being able to, like, feel for them is, like, a social construct because it's, like, it matters what other people feel because other people matter to me. Because we help each other, this whole like the like uh, societal hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like I feel like you can't have empathy unless you have societal need. Sure. Well, uh, well, unless unless you, I wouldn't even say societal need. I, I would even say like 
I would say I would say most animals that that experience that kind of thing probably are, you know, they have their own societies, I would guess. Well, society is like an yeah, evolutionary not, prerequisite to me. Not necessarily a hierarchy, though. No, you know, no, 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 like, no. But like, you know, collective. Like, a, a, yeah, like a group. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like a, a group of crows can can oh, empathize yeah. with one another. That's uh, a better way to put cro- it. Uh, yeah. Crows are uh, known to hold grudges as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the idea, the whole idea of consciousness is is pretty fucking insane. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention before we moved off of uh, Descartes, which I guess it's a little late for that, but um, <laughs> I, I learned very recently. I'm trying to teach myself. I had to take remedial math when I went to college. The highest I ever learned is algebra one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I'm trying to relearn algebra, and then I I want to try and learn calculus and trig. God, um, good luck. I fucking <laughs> sucked at those in I'm, college. I'm gonna try. It's just it it feels weird just never having learned those things. Yeah. Um, but I learned recently that Rene Descartes is responsible for linear algebra, yes. uh, where you know if you if you have a relationship like X equals two Y, mm-hmm. you know, you plug the values into each column and then you plot it on a coordinate plane. Right. Rene oh, really? Descartes came up with the idea of mapping those out on a coordinate plane. So essentially he invented the line in terms of. Yeah. And then, and then huh. of course, as, as that math, you know, gets more complicated, you end up with like parabolas and right. You know, circles potentially. Wow. Um, but yeah, he he was the one who came up with the coordinate plane to plot linear algebra in a in a visual thing. God, that's so weird to think Rene someone Descartes had to create that. Wrote the first Tool album. <laughs> <laughs> Rene Descartes created and then removed from the menu Denny's Huberito. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't fucking depress me like that. I, know, I miss the Huberito. Rene Descartes beat Ferruccio Lamborghini in a race out of spite. <laughs> Rene uh. Descartes had hands for feet and feet for hands. <laughs> Rene Descartes invented the necktie. <laughs> Rene Descartes was the Hamburglar. <laughs> Rene Descartes was the fifth Beetle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right whatever that's silly uh, um yeah uh gosh it, it occurs to me that we've been talking a lot about philosophy and i feel like uh, the 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 way we do that the way we've been discussing it is inherently like atheistic in nature sure which yeah you know like it's, al- know. it's, it's almost it's, as if no one at this table believes in god, god right i know <laughs> i don't know i just feel like we should like t- touch on it i guess because like that's like you know, sure. I mean, we did like we a did lot touch of like, on, um, a lot of the philosophy of what you know what it means to be a person and where we come from and where we're going and all of that does where have do like come a theistic. From? Where origin. do we go? Where do we come from? God, my <laughs> God, God, my God. No. So what? Here's an interesting question: What separates a religion from a philosophy? Is mm-hmm. it is it the belief in a higher power? The belief in a a being like a being being a higher I would power? I would say reverence. Mm-hmm. Just not even in a higher power, but in anything. Well, that's God, um, that's a really interesting question. Because you've, because you've got uh, animistic religions too, like sure. the religions of the American Indians. Uh, Shintoism is a largely sure, animi- sure. animistic religion. Um, so yeah. I would so I'd even say just just reverence to anything. You can have a religious experience without believing, you know, believing in a concrete religion. Sure, but I feel like uh, but I, d- I feel is, like philosophies is you know or non the non theistic. You know, belief systems do have reverence for things. Sure, Buddhism is a good example because there's no, but not deities, right? Not deities necessarily. Well, but you can there have are deities. You, but they're, but they're not can, worshipped. Sure, and you can even have religions without 
deities at all. Again, animistic religions, uh, uh, shamanistic religions. Sure. Um, yeah, the, Buddhism itself, like the Buddha, isn't a god. No, Siddhartha is um, just a guy who achieved Nirvana. Yeah, he was the bass player of Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> Siddhartha Gautama, you know, the bass is more, more for like Nirvana. Siddhartha Gautama. <laughs> could it be? Could the answer be dogma? Maybe. I was I was gonna say that, but then I thought, well, where does dogma come from? Dogma comes from reverence. Right. Where well, it might also uh, come from It comes you know, from an idea of what is right and what, the fact that you have to do what's right. Sure, but who decides what's right? The thing that you, that you sure, pay reverence to. Sure, but but the dogmatic aspect of it is not just that things are right. They're th- right things and wrong things, but that you have like an obligation. By the by, this power to certain mm. courses of action and to avoid other courses of action. So dog, dogma seems to be like central to religious belief in a way where like there's all kinds of thoughts about what life is like or, you know, what the truth yeah. is or, you know, all that. But when, when you start to stray into this is the right way to be and not to be, then I feel like you start to move into religion. The difference between religion and philosophy is that I've never sacrificed a goat to Rene Descartes. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Well, there's, well, there you go. There's obligation. There's like... Sure. There's uh, tribute and uh, there's people that are above other people and... You I know. think it's a combination of both. Maybe it's a combination of, of tribute and reverence. Yeah. Trebreverence. 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 Praise be to Trevor. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I just kind of wanted to touch on it because it's like, it seems like. It's it's like a tremendous oversight that we wouldn't otherwise get to it. You can't talk about philosophy without talking about religion because Mm -hmm. so much of philosophical thought has arisen out of religious It's almost like an elevated, an elevated philosophy is, you know what I mean? Philosophy you're right, plus, something. yeah, you're, you're, you're there's taking, an extra layer, right? It's not just about thinking about how to be or what to think or what things come from or you know where we're going or all that. It's also a prescriptive angle that, and then also that it's not just well, I don't think this applies to everybody, but there is also sometimes a secondary angle of well, then also it's not just enough for me to think it. You have you have to too. Yeah, right. You know, there's like it's a, a, a I mean, an like impetus the, to like share that. Yeah, belief. but how, how much of that comes from just your run of the mill political and and sure. Yeah. Power struggle. Well, like proselytization is like, you know, historically a part of a lot of, you know, faiths. You know, there's a, there's a need to share. Sure. Well, there, there's a need to and share. Shun but then the also, unbeliever. Yeah. Like, like, shun. and usually the unbeliever is, is someone who happens to be your political enemy right now or right. someone who yeah. you want to rally, you know, you know, like people uh, against. Yeah, it's like really expedient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Crusades were, were a yeah. big thing for that. That was all, you know, just to try and consolidate power within the Vatican. Yeah, it's like sometimes just convenient that, oh, it just so happens your political rivals are also really wrong about this right. god thing. These, yeah. these filthy Saracens. You know, if you all put your power into the Vatican, we can go and go to Jerusalem mm. and kick their asses. I think of the Malachites. I feel like the Israelites destroying the Malachites on yeah. God's specific mm. command just feels kind of <laughs> like, well... Also, it was convenient to wipe out a neighboring tribe. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Another another uh, instance of, of retroactively justifying your decisions. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But there's also like some very, very interesting and enduring, you know, philosophical ideas that come out of religious thought. I don't know exactly what the... I've been told that the core of this golden rule thing, which actually seems like a really good idea, 
is not inherently religious. That it actually goes back. No, it shows up in a bunch of shit. Yeah, right. Um, but I feel like in our like today, the idea of don't do things to people that they wouldn't want to you, know, you wouldn't want to be done to you is deeply associated with Christianity to me. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, they say something similar in the Bible, but it's it's appeared you know think eye of, for an eye, right? Yeah, yeah. think yeah, Hammurabi's code of laws. Yeah. You know, uh, any any injury which you inflict upon a person, that same injury will be returned to you. Um, yeah, it's but a bit I feel of, like, but it's a bit I, of a darker. I think it's a flip though. Hammurabi's code of laws is different. It's like, it's like uh, well, don't don't f- do things to people that they wouldn't you wouldn't want done to you, or do stuff to people that they did to you. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, Those I are not that, the yeah. same thing. I think that's the bastardized version, but I think originally it was do unto others. You know maybe I mean? yeah. maybe it is, but I, I think over time, just like. Just like a lot of things that that wisdom got bastardized, like uh, like uh, blood is thicker than water, right? Oh, a good, yeah, good yeah, example, yeah. right? Like, Explain that one for the people. Uh, that don't so know. yeah, I, I think we've talked about it before. The, the the original saying is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb, which means that the 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 bonds that you form in your life as a person, like your friends, your you know what I mean, the people you choose for your mm. life. Um, are more important are more than, important than your, yeah. your just family just you're, family you're not right. obligated to you know love your family just because they're your family right. they gotta be a good family meaning <laughs> right. that meaning that phrase as we know it is exactly the opposite, opposite as, as it was initially it, intended right. yeah right. and and loaded the prophet elijah say fuck you dad yeah right <laughs> <laughs> but like i think it's the same thing i think over time that probably got bastardized yeah it probably went from do unto others to uh, eye for an eye. I'm, you fucking yeah. you fuck my sister. I'm or, gonna fuck both of your sisters. Or gonna, perhaps, or I'm gonna may, fuck everyone's sister. Maybe the opposite. Maybe it went from eye for an eye to yeah. well, we need this to sound good, yeah, right. so that our religion can spread a little better. Right. <laughs> well, I I just feel like it's interesting because like I was just talking to Dan very recently. I know we're kind of running towards the end of the episode here, but uh, I was talking with Dan really recently about the idea of like the the like, like, what exactly is Jesus Christ? And is he way better than the reputation that Christianity gets these days? Yeah. You know, we were talking about, like, just, like, I guess, essentially about the biblical Christ and how he's, like, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I kind of think the biblical Christ is kind of a badass. I like, I yeah. like the biblical Jesus. He, he didn't, he didn't take a lot of shit. No. Yeah. Um, he, he took a lot of controversial stances in his time. Um, assuming he really existed. Sure, sure. <laughs> right. I think, I, you know... Uh, there I, were probably a, a few dozen guys like him during sure. that time. I was going to say, I think it's safe there to assume that... There were a lot of dudes that, doing that. that mm. Right. I think it's safe to assume that he probably did exist. Yeah. Uh, whether you believe in, in the divinity or not, I think, mm. I think like, the, the literal Jesus probably did, like, exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a real person. Sure. Um, which, you know, maybe not, but I, I think so. It seems feasible. It seem, definitely seems feasible. Um, Either, yeah. But I don't think it's particularly important whether he did or didn't. Yeah, I don't either. T- to me, that's that's no. coming from a perspective of it doesn't matter if the son of God was actually here or not, which right. is sure. a very silly thing to say. If you're, but you but know. It's, it's really... <sighs> it, it, it really touches on, on what I think is the difference between, you know the kind of follower I like and the kind of follower I don't. Yeah. If, if you're more concerned with proving atheists wrong, <laughs> then that's that you're missing the point. Right. Exactly. You're missing the, you know, yeah, Jesus was the son of God and that's really cool. But he said a lot of stuff that people need to pay attention to. Sure. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. 
I'm really, I'm very deeply interested in like the real message of Christ, which more than anything else is just like be, be, be. What did I say when we started this thing? Like be kind, be like, kind, be kind, and and that also doesn't necessarily mean be nice. One thing that I kind of think that's the Jesus philosophy. It also means forgive too. Sure, forget, which is tough to do. Very, very tough to do. Yeah, it's very to, tough to, to do. not live with malice in you. Sure, and if you and if you prescribe, I mean, like, okay, mm-hmm. Jesus fucking suffered, right? <laughs> like, it's more Ooh, than yeah, it's more than suffered, died, yeah. and was buried. Like, if you like, I mean, the you know they beat the shit out of him. It's not, it's not a. <laughs> It's, it's not, fucking gnarly. It like we're we're talking like in my, like they fucking beat the shit out of him. I, you know what I mean? So and and like if you if you prescribe to that, you know he forgave. You know. Yeah, like imagine that. Yeah. Shit. And then asked it went a step further and asked his dad to forgive. Yeah, him too. father, forgive them. Yeah. They know not what they do. The, um, I kind of I kind of want to be clear that like this is not necessarily being like very like apologist for Christianity in general, but just like if Jesus Christ as a literary figure means anything, I don't think this is where I'm coming from. I don't yeah. think you have to be apologetic for for religion. Religion's no. like any other philosophy. It depends what you do with it. Sure. Yeah. You know, sure. It, it's you know, it's a question of, you know, are you going to be the kind of person who pays attention to the fact that, you know, uh, Christianity preaches forgiveness and almsgiving, mm-hmm. or are you going to use it to act like you're better than everyone? Are you going to weaponize it? Yeah, yeah. right. It's, it's not like that message is super timely, and it yeah. will never not be. Yeah, it's not. It's not the religion. It's the person that uses it. Correct. Yeah. Um, it's it's worth mentioning too. All three Abrahamic religions involve almsgiving to some degree yes. or another. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's one of the five pillars of Islam. In yeah. fact, I wish I was smarter about this this in particular when it comes to like the like uh, the Judaism side of all this. Because like my dad, you guys know this. My dad's yeah, yeah. like <laughs> really deep in like the old school like Abrahamic like right. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, uh, Abrahamic. Uh, the the like the um what's the mystical Judaism Kabbalah Kabbalah, Kabbalah right. Yeah. Like the really <laughs> fucking super deep, probably on a lot of drugs, ancient. Have like, him watch Neon Genesis Evangelion. He'd get a <laughs> kick out of it. No, well, the thing is, my dad gets a kick out of everything for that reason. I, I think. Th- I think at its core, those three religions are are different ways to become closer to God. Yeah. In Judaism, you become closer to God by doing good works. Mm-hmm. In Christianity, you become closer to God by forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And in Islam, you become yeah. closer to God by obedience and, and respect. Yeah. Right. And I think there's some overlap there. Like, those are sure. kind of the main categories. But they but they all certainly place one over the other. You're right. Yeah. Those yeah. are the those are the sort of if you were to weight them, those are the most important yeah. things. Right. To I guess each. obedience is the right or, or reverence, reverence and respect. Reverence, reverence. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. But I think that they're closely related. Yeah, I, I think the I think the radical Islam is uh, oh, forgi- o- obedience, for- I forgiveness, think, and know. asking for forgiveness mm, is yeah. a big thing in Christianity. Well, the radical Islam <clears throat> is also like being being so selfless as to put as to as to not as to minimize yourself in the goal of, in, of. In, in the overall goal of you know whatever the. Um, <laughs> whatever your uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Whatever your imam thinks is important, or whatever. Right, you know, it's right. Like it's really minimalizing the self, which again and, comes down to how how people are taught these religions and what other people want to use those teachings for. Correct. Or, yeah. It's funny too because a lot of those 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 things are not all bad traits, but right. they can be, but they can be exploited by people. absolutely. Right. Can definitely any be any belief can be exploited. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Doesn't have to be religion. Yeah. Doesn't even have to be philosophical. Like when know. people twist it to say, you know, Jesus forgives you. 
which, you know, is meant to imply, but I don't. But I don't, right. <laughs> well, Jesus yeah. forgives you. Yeah, right. Well, good, I didn't ask him to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't really, I don't really like, uh, you know, I don't want to lean too hard into religion, but, you know, it's interesting no, it's to important me. to bring it's up. Important. Yeah. It's important. You can't talk about philosophy without talking about religion. Yeah, it's, a, it's a flavor of philosophy with... with Maybe even oh, extra God. steps. <laughs> but, Why that uh, just sounds like philosophy with extra it's, steps. It's 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 extra stuff real or extra stuff philosophy. Quadruple stuff. <laughs> it's the, the Oreo most cookie stuff philosophy. The most, stuff. the most stuff. And I was there. I was at the Golden <laughs> Food Mart, and I saw quadruple stuffed Oreo. I was sitting outside and I was reading the Code of Hammurabi. <laughs> and I saw this guy stuff four Oreos in his fat mouth and I thought, that's so gross. I was at my temple of Santeria and I saw this guy and he cut the head off of a chicken and I thought, I hope they're not going to waste that chicken. <laughs> and it was so bad, it made me want to puke. I was rolling down Mahoning Avenue and I was I was deep in the... I was d- d- Shit, I can't even think of it. But I was smoking in though, sipping on juicy juice. And I was making burnt offerings to our Lord, and I was sitting there in my car. And I saw across the street this guy, and he was reading the Vedas, and he threw him in the trash, and I thought, what a piece of shit. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, whatever. Uh, now would probably be a good time to... It sure would. Advance, and uh, we, we will... Do we even barely touch this topic oh of course it's it's way too big i just i wanted it to go wherever where yeah, the right. hell ever that's, that's what she said um and it's something we we haven't done before so you know yeah <laughs> well i enjoyed that i'd yeah. love to talk philosophy again sometime awesome there's a god we just kind of barely skirted into a whole lot of topics and then ditch, yeah. ditched out we of them so yeah we only we only just got into like enlightenment philosophers and you know we yeah. haven't even touched on Voltaire or Sartre or no. anyone no we're gonna have to I wanted to talk about Pascal's wager and didn't get a chance to yes. do that. <laughs> talk about that sometime. we're gonna have to part we're gonna, we're gonna have to part two this yeah for yes. a later date uh anyway let's take a break we will be back with our recommendations and what we learned oh oh I was just busy checking the news. Don't check the news. Everything is in the news today. (laughs) Everything is in the news. Don't look at it. The episode isn't over yet. When we when we're done, when this episode is wrapped at like 1020 and it's all over, then we can look at the news and be completely disappointed by what we see. (laughs) But for this super dude's day, it's all about beers and meats because you know I'm all about that beer and that meat <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh so. recommendations yes oh my god I yeah have <laughs> we uh Chris <laughs> do we have a recommendation Chris? yes I have two I have two <laughs> uh the first one I'm gonna keep brief I'm gonna touch my brief <laughs> How many years <laughs> have, have I made you been joke? Have you been copying Mike Staclas's joke to say, "Let me touch my boobs"? <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna let you in on a secret. Everything yeah. I do that you think is funny is copied from somebody funnier. Same. <laughs> I'm not funny. Boy, I can't wait till you figure. <laughs> I can't wait till you figure out where they're all from. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I'm not funny at all. No, that's no. Everybody funny. thinks I'm funny. I'm not funny. No, you're, I'm. Uh, you're I'm just. Pretty, a, yeah. No, I'm a I, sad. I didn't, I didn't, it's okay. I don't think you're miserable, funny. depressed little fat man who keeps breaking furniture. That's that's my. <laughs> you asked what my core drive was, like what I think. That's what it is. I don't have one. I'm terrible. Yeah. I hate myself. Wow. This is a. Uh, and if I wasn't a coward, I would hang myself. No. I'm gonna just put a little. No. I'm gonna put a little check mark next to great content. <laughs> <laughs> I have two recommendations this week. The first one. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. Yes, All can. right, fine. Just uh, whatever. I, I, do, uh, just do what you're gonna do, and then, then just end it. <laughs> oh, you tell me to hang myself. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, Dave. say what you're gonna say. Dave really also, wants me to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I meant, and uh, I'd like to go back two minutes into the past, please. <laughs> Hold on, let me write that down for posterity. heavens! So I have two this week. Uh, I don't like how two. that feels. Uh, two of them. Yeah, the two of them. Funny thing about my. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, the first one is as I as I've told you guys before, I've been watching Dragon Ball Z because yeah. I'm still a five year old. Uh, I am not going to recommend Dragon Ball Z because I understand that not everybody likes Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but what I would like to recommend firstly is that you, um, <laughs> God, is that you uh, do something from your childhood uh, that is nostalgic and check oh. and see if you're still looking at it with rose colored glasses. Oh, mm. explore your, uh, your nostalgia. I was pleasantly surprised. That, and you know, there's some silly stuff in, in Dragon Ball Z that, you know, makes you giggle as an adult. Like, uh, you know, that's right, boys. Mondo cool. Mondo cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just dumb, like dumb little dialogue things that don't play as well when you're an adult. But it's still fucking, dude, it's fucking, it's kung fu guys who can blow up planets with their hands. It's cool. I'm really <laughs> glad that it's as good as you remember. It is as good. It's just. Most things are not like that. Most things are not like that. And I'm, I'm still having fun watching. It's still a good watch. I like it. Mm-hmm. it. Maybe I'm a fucking child, but I don't care. Find something from your childhood. Like, and I'm talking like childhood. Yeah. Um, like, go back to like, like before pre-teenage. you were 12. Pre, yeah, right. Like, to, like pre-teen years. Mm-hmm. Find something that you liked back then and see if you still like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you might be pleasantly surprised like I was. So Boy. check that. <laughs> Different. Go ahead. No. Go ahead, Dave. You say, boy, I'm going to try rubbing my dick on my parents' couch again. See how that works out. <laughs> you know what? It's still good. <laughs> Different couch, same joy. Uh, Thanks, Chris. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Why did I say that? Dan sent me a picture the other day that was like, it was like different flashlights. One of them was a mouth, one of them was a vagina, and another one was an ass. And then the fourth one was just a flashlight, and it said, uh, your couch. And it was two couch cushions smushed together in a little circle. It's really funny. Fucking crack me Oh, God. Um, God. Boys around that age are the absolute oh, yeah. fucking just worst. Just li- literally the fucking worst. Oh. Um, Gross. The second... <laughs> recommendation that I have for you this week yeah. is an album by rapper Common. Hmm. Uh, the album is called B, uh, and it took me. Hmm. You recommended this last week. The album is called Go. Oh, I did. I did. I really. I did yeah. recommend this. Well, then I got to think of a new fucking record to recommend. Wait to a minute. You, you said B. Mm-hmm. No, the album is called Go. Go. I, 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 I know because I have it on my Spotify. He's still. right. He's right. I did recommend this now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I did. I uh, I did recommend this. Shit 
in my <laughs> boots. So what can I yeah, recommend? Still, still got he's right. Spot, yeah, so. he's right. Huh. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at it. Oh no! And I didn't it, realize it, it, is, it is called I, I, B. I'm I called sorry. It, I called it Go last. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, uh, yeah, you did recommend. I don't this, think though. you did this last. week. Okay. So I. I know he's. Uh, it he, he did because I wouldn't have him on my spot. I don't otherwise. think it was last week. I think it was the week before. Okay. I think it was. Yeah. It was this season though. So I just re-listened yep. to that record. That was why. that was episode three. So uh, let me recommend uh, uh, a dish to you then. Uh, okay. Last night I made a beef bourguignon. Um, a bourguignon. I, I took my base from Julia Child's recipe, mm-hmm. and then I uh, did my own little thing to it, which you should always do with any recipe, I think. Mm-hmm. Beef bourguignon is beef beef burgundy, basically. So you take uh, burgundy wine, which is just basically Pinot Noir, anything yeah. made with red wine made with Pinot grapes. Okay. Um, and you uh, basically make beef stew out of it. You let you brown your beef and then you braise it for like three hours at four twenty. Four twenty, braise it. <laughs> um, so like, okay, Julia's recipe called for chuck roast. I use short rib because it's a little fattier. It makes a fattier stew, but it also makes a little more decadent stew. It's so funny. The the chili recipe I used from Jake Ng Lopez Alt. Is also one that called for chuck roast. Which you put. And I put fucking short Yeah, because it's fattier. The fat's where all yes. the flavor is, bro. Give me that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I made I made beef bourguignon. And then, I, like I said, I changed a couple things. I, I, like, made the little onions and the sautéed mushrooms on the side. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I put a little uh, Worcestershire sauce Morty. in it. And I Morty. put, uh, like, a, a tablespoon and a half of... Uh, Fish sauce, which is just uh, like an umami bomb for your whatever stew you're making. Sure. Um, I got to tell you, it's really fucking good. <laughs> you know what? I completely believe it. Um, so on the larger scale, I would say everybody should own a copy of Mastering the Art of French Cooking. It's yeah. it's worth having uh, in your on your bookshelf because there's it is a wealth of knowledge. Uh, but if you're going to try a recipe, uh, you could do a lot worse than Julia's Beef Bourguignon. It is... Really good. So you said you started with her base. Yeah. From I, the joy of cooking. Right. And it's thanks to the joy of cooking that all her base. Uh, hers is not the joy of cooking. to us. Oh, hers yeah, is almost there. Almost there. <laughs> mastering the art of French cooking. Okay. Gotcha. Um, close, though. I get what you're going for. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really, it's, it, you know, it's not, it's not a fussy recipe at all. It's really easy. It just takes time because braising takes time. You yeah. know what I mean? Which is the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, like it breaks everything down. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, you know, I ended up with a really fatty stew because short rib is really fatty, yeah. but I also ended up with like a super decadent melt in your luxurious. mouth. Luxurious. Very luxurious. Very feeling. Very rich. Velvety. Velvety. Um, yeah. Buttery. Yeah. It, it's a very, it's really good. You could do worse than that. The other thing is Alvin and I were talking about French onion soup and Julia's French onion soup recipe is really good. I want to make, I want to make you, some fucking French onion, French onion soup. soup. The best advice I can give you for French onion soup. Yeah. Don't just use one kind of onion. Get like red onions, sweet onions, white onions, shallots. Oh. You want like you want a large diversity of onion. You want a broad onion you uh, want, gamut. You want a fuckload of onions. Nice. Yeah, and you want to get them nice and like not quite jammy, but you want them pretty caramely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's fucking great. Caramelizing onions is a religious experience if you've never done it. Just take <laughs> one a, of my favorite things. Take a fuckload of onions and just take like four or five onions and put them in a pot and, and just turn them into patient. a pile, a tiny pile of like. Yeah. Nothing. They just there's a sugary and they're delicious. So uh, I would recommend if you're gonna cook something luxurious that you you have some time to do it, but you don't want something that's too fussy and takes too long. 
uh, go make yourself a good beef bourguignon. It's delicious. Yeah. It's well, really good. So we had beef bourguignon on Sunday because Drew made it. And yes. it was super fucking tasty. It was super tasty. Uh, and it's funny because she even said when... Uh, She's like, when, oh, mine's better than Chris Brady's. Drew, you, uh, Drew, you're wrong, by the way. <laughs> Yours is really good. Mine was... She even said you guys had to have a bourguignon off. A bourguignon. I will I will 100% bourguignon off. Her. I will be That's what mine judge. looked like. It yeah, looked I remember. Can I see yeah. it again? Oh, my. Oh, oh, it oh. is it is delicious it and decadent incredible. and very good. Do I spot some carrots in there serving of up? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some, yeah some I, I, big old uh, halves of onion. And yeah. I, I, well, there's a chi- there's little the little pearl onions. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. I sauteed them and then I cooked them. And again, this is Julia thing. You braise them in some beef stock for like an hour. Yeah. You fry them to get some color on them and keep their shape. And Oh, my God. Oh, dude, so good. It was really good. I'm going to go eat a fuckload of it when I get home because so it's delicious. I learned recently the difference between stock and broth, and I didn't know that there was one. Stock is the like the bones and the cartilage, and broth is is more like the like the white meat. And the, the, like yeah, the actual, meat. Yeah, right. So the thing is, if, you're, if, you, if you got a stock... You get a more flavorful base yeah, than it if has you had a broth. The, yeah, and the and the like the the like the gelatin. Basically. They don't teach you that shit in home ec. No, they do not. Um, <laughs> no, it's that's, super important. Yeah, stock no, home ec's just concerned with making making sure you don't die. Yeah, right. You, you can fry an egg fine. Right. <laughs> I mean, if I remember correctly, home ec taught me to like sew a thing and uh yeah i made boxer shorts in home ec. Did you? <laughs> i made a fuzzy dye set a fuzzy <laughs> dice i guess to hang in like on your your car oh, yeah. rear view funny story i fucking i i flunked the, like the shit out of the cooking part of home ec. i was yeah. not good at it uh but i passed it uh really well the sewing part of home ec because my grandma taught me to sew when i was like Nice. Four on a sewing machine. Super so. important. Yeah. Super important. Yeah. yeah. If you don't want to have to throw away everything just because yeah. it got a rip in it, and I'm fat, right. so I can't. Right. <laughs> Dad taught me how to hand sew, and Grandma taught me how to use a machine. So I was really good at home hack. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, nostalgic stuff. Go make beef bourguignon. Find Julie Child's recipe. It's worth it. It's really delicious. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. All right. Dave? Yeah. So I'll keep mine quick. I have been watching junk food TV again, yeah, and boy, <laughs> do I love it. Uh, uh, so I, I, I don't watch a lot of reality TV. I don't really tend to care for it. But oh, my God, I cannot get enough of 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dave Jagowski story. It's just so beautifully, deliciously mm. bad. And if you watch even enough, re- like even a little reality TV, you start to follow all the beats, you yeah. know, like you can see where, OK, this thing probably didn't happen. But, you know, they, you know, they kind of yeah. drum up some artificial controversy here. You know, this thing, they, they recontextualize this thing to look like, oh, there, there might have been a question about what someone was going to say. But like they just cut in them not talking for a long time right. you know you kind of like see the beats and this is not it doesn't dodge that it's not a different kind of show it's the same kind of garbage reality tv but what i love about it is how much i hate the americans every time <laughs> and how with a few exceptions i kind of typically like the the foreigners the, the people outside the u.s yeah Ugh. I tend to like them. <laughs> Foreigners. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Foreigners. Kind of prefer sticks myself. Yeah. <laughs> I was inside looking outside. <laughs> yeah, so this show is bad. I'm not going to say it's good, but it's but in some ways watching it is great. Um, <laughs> there's a, a secondary like spinoff show called uh, Before the 90 Days that's around, the, you know, before people actually like 
get their visas and like do the thing to like get married. Mm. And that's almost even better because it's like there's the stakes in this are they have to decide if they want to get married. So like <laughs> they're not locked in in such a way where they're like have to be extra nice to each other because they've already kind of committed to this shit. Right. They're they tend to be like still kind of feeling each other out and being huge tools about it. <laughs> um, but the, the 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 best joy of the whole thing is watching the Americans who are just like such pieces of shit. So fucking <laughs> stupid. And they all like most of the time they show up somewhere and they like don't somehow know what it means to be an American in like the fucking Philippines where like they show up with like a fucking money bag of money. They don't even know they have, <laughs> you know. And then, like, act really, really entitled about it. Where we're like, you know, like, why don't you want, why wouldn't, you know, why don't you want to come back to the you know, the United States with me? Haven't I done enough by just simply being here, you know? Um, there was a dude who, like, ru- ruined his whole homecoming party or whatever, welcome party, because he shows up in the Philippines. They roast a pork, or a pork. They roast a whole pig. Yeah. <laughs> they do an entire pig roast. Oh, have you ever been to one of those, incidentally? I have not. Super fun. I would love to be we in one. Would, we should do that sometime. <laughs> My neighbor over here, Jeff, the dude mm-hmm. that makes wine, he's going to be having a fucking like, like pig like roast, a hog roast this summer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Dude, you want to go. It's really good. I do. Yeah. So the thing is, they roast a whole fucking pig for him, and they have like 20 people from the family show up, and the dude won't eat it. He's like creeped out by it. They hack the pig apart with a machete, yeah, you know, that's, into like but that's something we yeah. do here. Yeah. It's not weird. It's not weird. <laughs> I kept looking at it being like, dude, it's it a, just looks it's like pork. It's, just, it's pork. Like, it's, do you not know what pork is? He wouldn't fucking he took like a little teeny bite and then like <laughs> was like looking around and like literally said to everyone else, like, uh, tell 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 them everyone to eat. Don't I don't don't look at me. Everyone eat, you know. Because he didn't want them to see him not eating. Oh, my <sighs> God. What a Jesus. fucking loser. And the thing is, can you imagine doing a whole roast pig in that country? Yeah. Like, it's expensive here where everything is, you know, expensive, uh-huh. I guess. But, like, can you imagine they do a whole roast fucking pig for him? rude. And he won't fucking eat it. And that's, just a, that's just a taste of I how bad him. these guys are. I hate him, too. Oh god, there's so many dopey, stupid like. <laughs> Look, I would do that tomorrow if I could. There's like so many fucking like googly eyed, mealy mouth, <sighs> dumb fuck white boys on that show that like don't know what they want or how to act. Uh, it's so funny. Um, uh, I'll stop there and just say you should probably <laughs> watch Ninety Day. Hey, Beyonce. welcome back to How to Barbecue Right. I am Malcolm Reed. <laughs> Today we're going to be going down to the Philippines and just have a gathering with his whole family. Yeah. We, we stole a hog from the local farmer. He doesn't know that we got in there because it's really hard to get pork down here. I'm going to be rubbing it down with some thyme leaves, some some brown <laughs> sugar, some honey. I'm going to be building a hut down the beach, and inside is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drink the pig's blood. <laughs> I'm going to walk into our hut ripe with the stench of pig's blood. <laughs> I'm going to wrap my arms around my wife. <laughs> It's going to be a real good time. Let's get you cooking. (laughs) (laughs) The point is, watch that show because those people are bad and it's really fun. Garbage TV, dude. I know it's like not good. It's hard to resist a a train wreck here and there. (sighs) It's it's just so much fun. It's hard to resist a train wreck. Yeah, it's just so much fun. So that's that. All right. (laughs) Um, My recommendation is just uh, if you haven't already... Go to go out to BJ's Brew House in Boardman. Ooh, yeah, I have not. Um, have you, Chris? Uh, yes, I have. Awesome. Um, 
they have a gigantic fucking menu, like fucking huge. Um, I have I have some personal favorites on there in the form of a uh, there's a buckwheat soba noodle bowl. Uh, that sounds with, interesting. With grilled chicken, there's a spicy peanut sauce. There's sesame and carrot shavings, and nice. it's so good. Um, there's a there's a sandwich called the Southern Comfort, which uh, is a bit like a chicken cordon bleu, but but uh, uh, just ever so slightly different. Um, comes with uh, real sweet mustard. Mm. Um, they're just the the sheer variety of of stuff on this menu and and the combinations of ingredients. There, there's a lot of uh, fusion stuff that goes on in that menu. It's so good. What do they got in the way of burgers? In the way of burgers, they yeah. got plenty. Oh yeah, um, there's a lot of burgers. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, bur- you got burgers, you got steaks, you got seafood, you got noodles, you got all sorts of all sorts of light dishes. Yeah. Um, they make these amazing honey sriracha Brussels sprouts as an appetizer. Oh, shit. Um, mm. There's that. There's uh, pot stickers. Um, I mean, pot stickers. Any any place that serves a good plate of pot stickers. Oh, is, I fucking love pot. Just the bomb can we talk book. about how fucking good pot stickers are? Yeah. <laughs> they, yes, we, we can. They they are known in Japan as gyoza, pork dumplings. Yes. Um, mm. And uh, they're they're. Just a fantastic food. They're, they make it as a street food over in Japan. Oh, um, yeah. But, uh, of course, it's called BJ's Brewhouse, so you got to talk about the beer. I was going to ask you. They got something really good that you like? Beer! <laughs> beer! You know, they have a... Uh, they have a... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, a fucking idiot. They, beer! Beer! <laughs> they have a... Uh, it's his face, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's a red lager uh, that's really, really tasty. Um, okay, I'll just write red lager. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's one of the reds that they have. Um, but yeah, they got they got they got pilsners, lagers, stouts. Uh, they got they got the one or two reds there. Um, and of course, you know, any, any other, you know, old, old beer, uh, bar standby you could want as far yeah. as beer goes. But I mean, if you're going there, you got to try their in-house beer. Absolutely. When's yeah. the last time you were there? Last time I was there was maybe a week and a half or two weeks ago. I was there with Aubrey, uh, okay. getting lunch. See, the only thing I didn't like about that place is I had seven different people take care of me when I was there. Really? Yeah, I had one person guide me to the table, another person bring me my silverware, another person take my drink orders, another person bring the drink orders. See, that's that is not that has not been the standard so for me. Hopefully, they've changed that. Must that's have just been a chaotic. Well, day. it's just I've been there a couple times, and that was the, always the case. And the food was good, but it was like you know, ah, uh, yes, yeah. that was the only Our thing. The principal silverwaresman is on his way, <laughs> but the beer was good. Yeah, that yeah. Is, I can tell you that hasn't been the case for me. Um, Sit at the bar one okay. day and just uh, yeah. ha- have a few beers and, and order yourself. A, yeah, yeah, we, the yeah. three of us, should Maybe, do that yeah, sometime. We, we should, should do, do that. that. Ooh, yeah. this weekend. Maybe, yeah. Beer! Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. If you doesn't know what that is, that sounds insane. We <laughs> yeah. just keep going, beer! Yeah. It's from the uh, really crappy American version of Iron Chef. 
Yeah. Uh, the guy uh, announcing. Iron Chef. Iron, did I say Iron Chef? Yeah. Uh, Iron Chef. Iron Schefter. Uh, it's the it's the guy who announced. He's the Chairman Kaga of the American yeah. version. The guy who announces. Do you remember the, what his name is on the? Uh, I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> no. right. Of course, his not. name is Mr. Beer. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> when he announces the, he tries to put the same like cadence into it that Chairman Kaga did on the original Japanese show, but he ends up sounding like a fucking idiot most of the time. <laughs> and one of the ingredients was beer, and he just was like. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. Just very a very brief interjection. It's another thing I hate about watching the guys on America or uh, the uh, Ninety Day Fiance is they all talk to people that can't speak English like puppies. Uh, Where uh, like like uh, like uh, pointing at a chicken, going chicken, uh, chi- chicken, pop pop, chicken. Yeah, right. oh like they, or like they'll pick up like an accent. They'll be like. Like it's so fucking weird to watch people not be able to speak. You think else's you could language. at least bring a fucking phrase book? <laughs> yeah, right. One <laughs> guy did. One guy used Google Translate the whole time. Uh, and oh god, and amazingly, when he said like he wanted to marry a guy's daughter, he's like talking to the dad, like proposing, and he's doing this gesture, like a ring gesture, <gasps> but it's the sex gesture oh. too, and he doesn't realize it. He's doing like the finger in a hole gesture. <laughs> Anyway, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, me and your me daughter, your daughter, yeah. Uh, the thing that made Christy laugh really, uh, really hard uh, was <laughs> me, your daughter, me, your daughter. <laughs> the thing that made Christy laugh really hard was a guy who's sitting on a bed in like the I can't remember where the hell they are. They're like sitting on a mattress. Him and his new fiance or whatever, and her parents. And he says, tell, please tell your mother she's very beautiful. And then there's a pause, and he says, and your father, he's very handsome. <laughs> Which is not a thing you say. No one does that, right? <laughs> but, he's, but he's so no. awkward that he just goes, and your father is very handsome. <laughs> I, I think, like, I'm just known to my father-in-law. I think I would have been, like, physically thrown out of yeah, the house. you might have got a hit. <laughs> like, I, like, they would have been, like, at the very least, I would have gotten, like, a, okay. Yeah, like, imagine just, oh, you didn't tell me that you, you know, you didn't tell me she was so beautiful. You it's know. already awkward enough the and first time. And your dad. <laughs> but your dad. He's, Woo! Dad's, pork that guy. Your dad's a straight-up fox. Holy oh, shit. Man, I Why did you not tell me that? I want to prone bone the shit out of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> prone bone. <laughs> yeah, you, you know. Yeah. You really just. You just lay him flat there, and then yeah. you just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like he's playing, but. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. BJ's Brew House, huh? I, yes. Woo, yeah, yeah, go there. Check uh, it out. Uh, <laughs> the, the service is good. The food is great. The beers are uh, fucking amazing. You know, now being Lenten time, you might catch some interesting things there that you wouldn't normally mm-hmm. get. Yeah, yes. like, uh, like people fishing <laughs> into the fish tank. <laughs> right? Like a man on the roof with a very long... Real, just you know, yeah. uh, two Japanese men fucking, fucking right on the bar. <laughs> what? <laughs> you might see them things you don't normally see. You know, like uh, like like two men in Godzilla costumes <laughs> punching each other in the face. A clown on stilts. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Ronald McDonald drinking out of a bowl of pig's blood. The actual BJ <laughs> shitting into the mouth of a uh, <laughs> ordinary server. Uh, uh, 
Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and a fugu fish on the floor left unattended. Yeah. I apologize because I haven't really been taking notes. Oh, okay. I got some. But I got what have we learned? I learned that you got to get yourself a nice sushi parmesan at Golden Dawn Italian <laughs> Bistro. So fucking gross. <laughs> I learned that Malcolm Reed loves barbecuing his wife. Hey, everybody, I'm Malcolm Reed. Malcolm Reed. Today I'm going to be binding my wife up with some rope, some duct tape. <laughs> and, a, and a couple of bottles of sweet paper. Right. I'm going to get her all tied up. I'm going to beat the shit out of her in front of our son. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's get down to scarring. What else have we learned? Uh <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I learned that uh, bad winter traffic is up there with death and taxes. <laughs> Always count on it. I wrote that there's too much stuff in the stuffed Oreos. There's too yeah, the, too the, much the stuff. quad stuff is too much it's stuff. Too much stuff. Double stuff is too much stuff. I agree. Are Even you, regular Oreos might be too much stuff. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I learned that the Italians use the knife, and they are great liars. <laughs> uh, I wrote down uh, treats by Dre for your dog. Nice. I learned that things have thingness. Yeah, I, an essential yeah. thingness about them. Yeah, I, I wrote "cucked by Doctor Doom" the thing story <laughs> in that same vein. <laughs> Beats by Doctor Doom. <laughs> uh, I also learned that we are meat machines, and yes. maybe we're not responsible for whatever we do. Yeah. Uh, blum, the last blum. thing I wrote here is. Uh, just do what you're going to do and just end it. Dave Dragowski. <laughs> now that is not what I meant, but I don't like it. <laughs> just, you, know, you know, just do what you're going to do. And just, like, and just end it. It's the way you said it. Like, just do what you're going to do and just end it. <laughs> you know, this this falls in line with she totally doesn't, though, as yeah, bad times to say things that I Wait, said. No, I didn't. I didn't, didn't mean that. Not what I meant. Not a bit. Well, all okay. right. This is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are good ones. You're good. You guys are both good, good ones. ones. All right. We'll come back next week when. Uh, oh, it is might, next time going to be hot one? It might be. It might let's, be. Let's tease it, even if it's not next week. We have a plan very soon to do a hot ones episode. Yes. Um, a, a, uh, an episode based on the hot ones series on YouTube. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be this next episode. If it isn't. It will probably be the one right after. Okay. So, and that will be hosted by Christy. I'm going to try very hard to make my own hot sauce for that episode and make it taste good. So really? I guess it's worth, I guess it's worth, uh, you know, the surprise. Well, Um, that, that would be very fucking exciting. I'm going to try. And because it seems like we have the hot, really hot stuff covered. Yeah. I think I'm going to try and make something that's hot, but not like. I think that's, that's a good idea. Yeah. Because we got the last dab, obviously. We got that horribly bitter, painful, mean, nasty fucking thing. Yeah. The, the, the other uh, hot one sauce. Yeah, the dragon's <laughs> um, breath. That mean, mean sauce. Um, and those occupy the very high end. So some anywhere underneath that is yeah, you know, belongs in the lineup. I'm gonna I'm shooting yeah. for like fifty thousand Scovilles. Ooh, somewhere I don't in that measure that shit. I, I, I well, I mean, I can measure it by the peppers that I'm putting into right. it. Right. I you know I, I can mean. measure it by tasting some with my fingers and then accidentally touching my penis before right. going to the bathroom. <laughs> accidentally, <laughs> <laughs> and then intentionally rubbing it on my penis. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that might be next episode. It might not. Either way, we will be back in a couple of weeks with another episode of this. Dude, guys. Of this cast. A three-dish podcast. Uh, A good night. Good night. Good night. Thanks for listening. See you next time. 
Goodbye. A river dare. Ch- We're not gonna fucking see them. Where they're, they're listening to us. Yeah, I don't, no, I, no, I get that. Yeah, like, like it's like a tremendous oversight. Yeah, like, yeah, but it's not really because it's just how people say things. Well, okay, but like I don't say things that way. So yeah, well, you don't, but well, I do. Normal, that's, how I, that's the way I say things. Okay, well, that's wrong. Yeah, I'm well, saying. no, I don't think it's necessarily wrong. They're not gonna fucking see yeah, us. Yeah, I know that they're not going to see us. <sighs> that's just how people talk Dude, about things. I can't fucking wait for this to be over. I'm fucking out of this. <sighs> so fucking over the whole thing. <laughs>